of the same old radio sound, <sighs> then you need Vibrant Radio. Spice up your life. Spice FM, 98.8 FM. You're listening to Mentally Sounds Mental Health Awareness Week Special. Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to a very, very different show that I'm not even actually sure what is on. 
um, uh, what what is on at four o'clock usually on Spice FM here on Thursdays. But if you are if you listen regularly on Friday afternoons, twelve till two p.m., you will recognise my voice, which is Stephen and my co-host Ricky, because we are from Mentally Sound Mentally Sound Radio Show, uh, which has been on Spice FM for around about a year and a half. And the reason we're on the air now, just to kind of get the context going, is that we are doing a special today for Mental Health Awareness Week. Uh, for those that aren't aware of this, um, ironically, is that, uh, that there is a Mental Health Awareness Week every year, and it's round about uh, this time, sort of uh, second week of second third week of May. Would you say it's it's usually round about that yeah, time, usually, isn't it? Yeah. Um, it's usually sometime in May. Uh, it's from what I remember. Is it and time to talk day as well. Which yeah. On Sorry, on apologies for my. Uh, uh, I need to turn my phone off. I'm so unprofessional. Um, but yeah, so because um, I was just checking the wireless to see if it's working, because uh, we can't access Twitter right now, so we'll get to that in a second. Um, so yeah, so uh, we're usually on uh, 12 to 2 p.m. like we say on Fridays, but we are not. We're on every second and last Friday of the month. Uh, so this month, as complicated as this sounds, we're not n- n- usually on na- this week. Basically, every month that we're on. Uh, so we decided to do a special for this this week for Mental Health Awareness Week and I can't do our usual mm-hmm. slot which is tomorrow at 12 till 2pm I'm assuming there'll be some sort of pre-record for our show being played then um, but yeah we wanted to do a special mental health mental health, uh, mentally sound show uh, this week for Mental Health Awareness Week and that is why we are on air on a prime time slot uh, we've moved up in the world Ricky um, did that end of your mind when we agreed to do 4 sure. to 6 I mean it's <laughs> iron- ironic because we, we, we were trying to get here in rush hour Mm-hmm. And it'll be a Rush Hour audience, I guess, who's going to listen to our show. To and uh, another, another irony, I was watching Rush Hour 2 last night. <laughs> right. um, so it it, I feel, yeah, and yeah, I feel like, you know. So it's true what they say, films do mimic real life. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, um, I fairly enjoyed it, I wouldn't say. I, um, do you find, I mean, this is a completely random tangent, and then we'll talk about what's on today's show, but do you find when you watch old stuff, from like your sort of childhood or sort of 90s or whatever because I know you're a little bit older than me but like but I'm sort of just in your in your youth do you, do you re-watch a show and go I, like you usually have the opposite feelings so you either think oh that's way better than I thought or yeah. that's not as good as I remember it little being bit, um, particularly uh, there was one movie that comes to mind because um, I would say if you if you were to ask me who my favourite actor was I'd probably give you the answer of De Niro kind of standard maybe typical answer but I think he's great um, and I watched Midnight Run the other day, and I thought, wow, what? Ah, I saw that on film? I saw that on Netflix. I was considering watching. Have you seen um, the new? Uh, uh, I'm not going to say the brand, Netflix. but but a brand that makes bagels. Uh, he, he's starring a pastiche of a bagel advert at the moment. <laughs> it's amazing. Oh, I have seen that. Um, uh, you, yeah, yes, I have seen that. With uh, what, what? What's the company called? Um, oh, we're good. We're going to stay there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, that's. I mean, other bagels are available, but isn't it Warburton's? Warburton's that's right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Stallone, um, Stallone did an, a, a similar one a couple of years ago, so um, they're going on this trend of getting like a big movie actor in to sort of do their brand in, in a very sort of... Ex- um, quite, so quite funny, like, yeah. but actually before I forget because I was thinking about this on the way here and uh, my partner told me this and I, 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 obviously with it being third hand information I'm not quite sure I'm not quite sure the, the the full context of this so if I'm wrong obviously you know feel feel free for people to, to, to tell me that Um but my partner told me a fantastic story about because you're talking about using companies and I was thinking how can I tell this story but I figured um, I'll, we'll just say a fast food chain outlet right. um, that there was a story that my partner told me yesterday that had me in stitches which is a bit, if you're not from England that basically just means uh, you know I was laughing a lot is that uh, apparently a guy went into this particular chain into a particular 
like outlets mm. in, in a particular town like for years and years and years claiming to be the manager of the fast food chain like outlet like from like, from the area mm. and nobody checked his credentials and he got a free meal for years and years and years pretending <laughs> to be the manager of the place right. so he'd come in and like as an inspect like an inspection and go and I'm the regional manager and I'm just here to check please make me this to see how fast you can do it um, and there's a great movie on that although I, I would recommend the book uh, Catch Me If You Can the film starring Leonardo that's a fantastic film yes but I recommend the book it's much better and, and that tell his life is, is about that basically where he just like gimmicky way his way through different companies pretending he's all that with with yeah. a load of false um but a quick thing about um kids tv uh kids film sorry um goonies was one of my favorite films as a kid right Which and i just read re- i only read this about last night but do you know where the name goonies comes from no that, that's a no i'm okay, interested so a bit of trivia comes. here because a place in astoria which i think where the movie's set um, there's a class structure. The blue collar workers who live more towards the docks, mm-hmm. so they'd be working on shipping and all that stuff. On the higher up end of the the hill, the the wealthiest class, they would look down on them and they'd be called them goonies because it was the goon docks. That's where they were. Ah. So that's where the name goonies came. From. Very very good, very very interesting trivia. Something I did not know. I feel like I've lost some geek points. <laughs> um, but, but but there you go. And that's um, quite some. Uh, yeah. Now no, now I'm really depressed. Thanks, Ricky. <laughs> no, um, no, that's that. Very very interested. Um, so what I wanted to do is to obviously let people know the structure of our show. Usually, is we, it is guest orientated. And one of the things we did at, for this special was a really really fun awesome day. Uh, we want to play the pre-record quite quickly because we know that in particular the first one quite long um, and we've got a guest waiting so we don't want him to wait too long uh, but I'll run through our guests in order of appearance um, so first things first we're going to play a pre-record and so very briefly we'll talk about I'm sure we'll get into talking about this when we've got more time later uh, about going to the Comfrey project so these guys were on about a month ago um, with Belmira and Lucy mm-hmm. um, who are volunteers for that organisation um, the asylum seekers themselves mm-hmm. and this Comfrey project is based in Gateshead and the idea is that they help asylum seekers and refugees um, acclimatised to being in a different mm-hmm. country um, we very kindly got offered the opportunity to go and see what the project was like mm-hmm. based on the the, in, in the interview we had with Lucy and Balmira mm-hmm. and so we went on Tuesday uh, two, literally two days ago for, uh, as this is uh, record, as this is live um, to basically do a bunch of pre-records with the people who were there um, so we got some fantastic opportunities to meet people and um, there's a potential for other interview uh, guests coming up because there's also going to be a podcast version of our trip to um, the Comfrey Project which is going to be a Geek Apocalypse podcast but we'll get to that in a second um, so in terms of the people that we talk to uh, the first uh pre-record you're going to hear is with Catherine and Suzanne um, they are um, like sort of project managers of the place um, so I think Catherine said she's a session manager and Suzanne it was the therapist um, sort particularly of, um, in horticultural yes, aspects so thank you that's a word I couldn't pronounce I remember well find, find her in the <laughs> my, my dyslexia which I must remember when we play this pre-record my dyslexia was a little all over the place because there were a lot of words <laughs> that I kept um, I kept wanting to call Suzanne Sharon, um, Sharon. I have no idea why um but obviously she, because she took it well I, I, know, she, I think I, I think she took it well I mean she only she only slapped us once uh, <laughs> I could say that quite good in Newcastle if only slapped you once um, <laughs> but um 
Uh, yeah, I apologise for that. And uh, now that I have it written down, I'm not going to get it wrong. But it was the fact that we we were doing it on the fly that I just didn't. Like, for some reason, my brain wouldn't let me. Uh, wouldn't let. So yeah, mm. that's the first pre-record you're going to hear. And then we talk to Esther, um, who is from originally from Ethiopia. Ethiopia. Um, so she's going to be. We're going to play that later later on. Probably um a little bit towards five o'clock. We'll mm. we'll play that second part because it's about a ten minute a ten minute. Uh, in interview about how she got here and why the, what the how the conference project means to her uh, and then we had finally from eleni who uh, which is greek for for helen where something else we, we found out found out on tuesday um and she is the the uh, director of the Comfrey project and she talked about in in alarmingly wonderful and eloquent detail about um about the the issues that asylum seekers face how they've helped each other you know her whole interactions of being basically the director of that project uh, for the last two years i think she said somewhere around 2017 she mm-hmm. took over running that project and there's actually that wasn't the only one we I also think most of the stuff that we met were relatively new so yeah everything um catherine in particular yeah. had been there since sort of late last year i remember yeah. i think it was december or something well suzanne um, was only there a month actually yeah exactly yeah um so but um but th- that that particular project has been going since last we went on like what was it like a visitor's day so we yes. bunched it we, we, we bumped into a whole bunch of people who were yeah, there for the day like, like kieran who, who there was a guy there called kieran who's doing a film project yeah. about um about them so about the comfrey project so hopefully about um, goodness so there yeah. might be a chance of a collaboration there yes I, I i exchanged numbers with him and hopefully because yeah. uh, once their project is finished because i think he said something around june 18th mm. is when their premiere is supposed to happen for what project they're doing mm. so once it's ready to go mm. um we're going to ask them to come on if they're so there was also I'll just quickly mention there's also a bona fide Olympic gold medalist do you remember that? I know that was the that we was have to, we'll, we'll talk, <laughs> make a mental note of talking about that later because that was possibly the greatest reveal uh-huh. I've ever seen uh-huh. um, everyone was you know. giving these wonderful <laughs> stories because just very quickly for the listeners everyone kind of did a quick <laughs> introduction and, and had to give a, an interesting fact about themselves everyone gave really interesting <laughs> stories and then this one person just happened to have these gold medals in a handbag and just <laughs> <laughs> yes yeah, so we were all going oh yeah we're from this and we You've got this background and she went i've got two gold medals here they are in my bag <laughs> yeah. and everyone just went no well no one can follow that really <laughs> that's the great that's the greatest reveal i've ever seen yeah. and i love the fact that you said to me you turned to me and went like do you think she has that for every occasion like and it's just <laughs> yeah. like whips it out and yeah. go like ah trump every story you can ever make I but I, I'm, that's the first gold medal i've ever seen so yeah. uh, in front of me in front yeah. of me obviously and i've seen it on like programs and whatnot um so yeah uh sean who's waiting patiently so i must get on with the pre-records because i'm uh, pushing the time so apologies sean um um, but yeah, Sean, who's the creative writer, he was a previous guest who was on today to talk about his new play, Joey, which sounds fascinating. I'm very excited to talk about that. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I, yeah, I'm obviously thinking of Friends when I think that, but hey, as long as this is better than the, the spin-off, because we talked about that. We talked about that two weeks ago. That was what an awful spin-off Joey was from Friends, but there you go. Um, I actually saw an interesting article, Lisa Kudrow uh, hates watching Friends now. Oh. A little interesting side note. That's um, me and her have in common. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Lisa. <laughs> <laughs> wow, <laughs> kick them when they're down. <laughs> I mean, they've made millions making it, but hey, stop kicking them down. Um, and a really, r- really pleased that she's going to come on, because if anyone listened to the uh, or watched the BAFTAs, um, yeah. Killed by my debt, won a yeah. BAFTA. Yeah. Um, this is a this is a, a program that we heavily um, promoted, mm. um, which me and my partner both, Bob both watched separately, which is really exciting. So um, I'm really 
I'm really exci- uh, really excited to talk to her about her reaction to Tracy Rogers is the son of Jerome. Mm. Jerome Rogers? Jo- his first name? She's the mother yeah, Jerome. of Jerome, yeah. Jerome, yes. Yeah. And so the project's called Kill By My Dead. It yeah. was on BBC Three yeah. and it, it won for single drama for the mm. BAFTAs. Yeah. Um, so his uh, mom is going to be on. She's a previous guest. She's been on the show before to promote Kill By My Dead being mm. on TV. So we want to uh, get her reaction about winning about, about the program winning the BAFTA because obviously, you know, such a, a horrible ordeal but then to, as a positive, make this program on BBC Three that then ends up winning a BAFTA. The show's full of winners today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Olympic gold winners, BAFTA winners. And <laughs> yeah, how inadequate do we feel right now? Um, I mean, we've won awards, but nothing like a... Oh, yeah, yeah, like we, a, yeah, we were. Yeah. We are an award-winning generation. Yeah, but yeah. now we're bottom of the totem pole now exactly. in terms of awards. Yeah. Um, <laughs> have to get off big round, Steve. <laughs> yeah, most work harder. Yeah. Olymp- Olympics, the next Olympics, whatever year that is, yeah. Do they do Olympics for podcasting or uh, or radio shows? Mental Health Olympics. Sony Awards. Blame for a Sony yeah, Award. Yeah. Do they still do Sony Awards? I think they do. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so she's going to join us in the second hour sometime around about five, ten past, ten past five. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so what we're going to do right now is uh, play a pre-record. So as I just mentioned, uh, the Comfrey Project uh, we went on Tuesday, which is, uh, helps with asylum seekers and refugees. Um, the, uh, great hospitality, we must... Oh, that unbelievable hospitality day. we got fed we got in really unbelievably well, well this is after. just very quickly because I'm not going to play it but you know the day was was strikingly hot as we know and yes. you know I'm, I'm liking the heat but mm. something about the serenity of the place made me feel a bit more at ease than usual so yeah. Again, tribute to the place, I think. Yeah, so it. what we're going to do right now is play uh, our interview that we did with Catherine and Suzanne. They were the two, well, actually, I'll, 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 I'll reveal that we did this in different order, but basically the, the one that made sense was to do this first. Yeah. Um, so this is the first interview that we are playing for you guys. It's with Catherine and Suzanne. So Catherine runs the set, is the session manager. Suzanne was the therapist. And I must mention as well there'll be some uh, background noise because we did this outside um, sometimes there's a little tiny bit of wind but I hope, I I hope it makes for good uh, audio because I often find an ambience like that can, can make yeah, it good well that's what I was about to say is that the, there is the odd bit of wind that's a little irritating that I didn't expect I didn't expect right. to hear okay. but it's really really subtle mm-hmm. um, so you can hear it, hear stuff quite clear obviously there'll be stuff like traffic noise in the background but I gotta say um, I'm really really happy with how it turned out um, the, the, the voices are great I'm just letting people be aware of the noise is um, deliberate, and we didn't just. And we were next to a bee garden as well, so you might hear the odd, yeah, yeah, yeah. the odd bug, yeah, the odd bee going, no, no, no. Get away from us. Um, <laughs> anyway, so um, as we say, we're going to play this now. This is Catherine and Suzanne from the Comfrey Project, and then we'll back. We'll be back after some ads uh, with Sean in the studio right here on Mentally Sound on ninety eight point eight FM. Hello, everybody. Welcome to our pre-record of us at the Comfrey Project here in Gateshead, um, a place that me and Ricky have actually visited before. Um, but we had to uh, rearrange but we got to actually see the whole project in all its glory and anyone who listened to our episode about the Blade and Shed um, which is a very similar project but I, I would like I, I mean not just that I'm about we're about to talk to the two people who helped run it uh, but um, it is it is in a much better um, like stage of development let's say than the Blade and Shed which is um, but you know obviously they, they work really hard and they're going to um, you know continued but they've got they've got a much better garden here <laughs> no offence to the Blade and Shed but it's got a lot of stuff here that's really exciting so um, I'm delighted to see obviously I'm here with my, my co-host Ricky would you like to say hello I'll say hello <laughs> <laughs> and that's it our show's over yeah. um, but, um, but, <laughs> but no um so what we're going to do is we're going to have some chat to two people who actually work at the Comfrey Project we're here with Catherine and 
uh, Suzanne. Why do I always want to say Sharon? I have no idea why. Maybe it's my dyslexia. It's my dyslexia. It must be my dyslexia affecting me greatly. Um, so if I get that wrong, I apologise. But yeah, it's the hair. <laughs> I don't. Ah, uh, oh, don't be too harsh. Um, but we'll start with you, Catherine. Um, sorry, it's me being me being my dyslexic self. Um, so thank you so much for inviting us. First of all, it's been it, my pleasure. It, um, and it was really nice to meet you the other day, obviously. Um, and thank you for thank you for your hospitality. First of all, it's been really really nice. Um, I think that's a key thing yeah. uh, of the country project is hospitality. Yeah. So um, you're very very welcome. Mm-hmm. We do. We definitely do aim and want to welcome everybody that comes through the doors. Mm-hmm. So that's a, that's a big part of what we do. And I guess just for full disclosure, uh, the, the sort of serious serious and being nice thing is that mm-hmm. we were chatting just before we came to get you guys for the interview and. Um, we've been to a lot of projects and I was actually saying to Esther who we just interviewed um, which is sort of technically I'm revealing that we did actually do that interview before but that's fine sure um, I gave the game away but um, but yeah that uh, it was just really nice it, 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 the hospitality is really different here and that, I'm not just saying that because we're talking to you guys but like it's really nice that mm. it's usually sometimes you go to places and they're, and they're very serious and um, you know but they're sort of serious in helping people but um, and I guess what I wanted to ask you Catherine is that a deliberate I know you've kind of already touched on it just now but was that like an organic thing or is that something that you consciously try and achieve the, the, the sort of easy going feel that this place has um i think it's oh it's definitely i mean it's definitely an aim that we want there to be a positive uh, atmosphere a very welcoming very relaxed atmosphere for everybody that comes in so <laughs> i think it's probably a bit of both i think it's something that um happens quite naturally because of, of who walks through the door mm-hmm. um, and and then I think it's something that we consciously do want to be in place because you know it's it, we want it to be a really safe space for everybody yep. you know um, so it's yeah it's probably a bit of both but I mean I remember when I came for my interview because I've been working here since December yep. last year so I am relatively new really yep. um, but I remember when I came through through the door, it was like that, you know, it was uh, halfway through my interview, I was like offered lunch and uh, given a massive hug, which was brilliant, so uh, I do think it's something that's quite a core element, Yeah. but, it's, but it is something that we do actively also, mm-hmm. you know, encourage, so mm-hmm. would you say the same Suzanne? Yeah, definitely, I think it's about a home from home, really, mm-hmm. and it's about that people come and this place is like home yeah. you know it's a second home for most you know for yeah. most people who come and that family feel is definitely really prominent uh, you de- I, one of the things you'd be pleased to hear is that um, when we were talking to Esther that's something she she, she said a great deal um, about that feeling of um, you know coming here and um, uh, it has that very community project feel to it um, and um, sort of the peer support element to it as well um, it, it, it definitely feels like a community since we've been around um, so um, Suzanne what's, uh, what was your role in the organisation? Um, newer than Catherine <laughs> okay new in post um, started in the, the beginning of April mm-hmm. and I'm a therapeutic horticulturalist so I use horticulture as a tool um, to help recovery um, and that can be from you know from any um, illness and annual illness um, and obviously with mental health it's it's just a brilliant brilliant tool it's just mm. about being connected again and having time to 
um, to nurture yourself through nurturing plants. Yeah. Um, so relatively new, I work um, a comfort, comfort project for two days a week. Um, and so I'm just as well for me, like you, you know, that that's the feeling of being part of the family and um, sharing the load, I think, mm-hmm. is the other, the other part for yeah. me. It's just very much about we, we share everything that happens in the building, everything that happens in the garden is, mm-hmm. is a shared, um, shared experience, experience yeah. and a shared responsibility. So, yeah, so that my, my role is mainly with the, the gardeners. We've often talked about horticultural therapy, haven't we? Yep. With a range of different groups, but <clears throat> what do you think, it, what's a, what is it about horticultural therapy, do you think, that that helps people come out of there and go to there, whatever it is that they're going through? I think, I think therapeutic horticulture in its purest form, you know, there's, there's some way of mapping progress with people. So you're looking at finding out what their aims are for coming along so it might be just that somebody's become quite isolated and they need a bit more time around people and through gardening activities you can facilitate that really really well Um, there's lots of ways that you can create small manageable steps for people Mm -hmm. on their road to recovery Um, and I think that gardening is such a tangible um, tool to use because you if you nurture a plant, you mm-hmm. feed a plant, you you look after a plant, mm-hmm. it flourishes and it grows. Mm-hmm. If we do that for ourselves, yep. yeah, we, we get that same. So it's powerful and symbolic in that way, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. 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 It's the perfect metaphor because um, you find with um, I mean, yeah, because as Ricky says, we've had a, we've had several charity um, organisations that do this, you know, similar stuff to what you were just describing in terms of and gardening is an interesting one because as we've just been talking about. I think that the beauty of it is, is that you actually see the reap of your rewards, um, which the, prob- yeah. the problem with mental health, you know, because we talk about openly all disorders. I have bipolar disorder. He has PTSD, and um, it's not the byproduct of our show, but it just is the bonus that we can talk from our own lived experience. That um, when you are down in the dumps, and Esther talked about it beautifully earlier, is that um, having something like having like showing seeing something in front of you develop as you're working on it as opposed to being inside your own head and seeing all these negative aspects and thinking there's no hope whereas like that metaphor it actually makes you aware that you know if you work at something it can develop into it something um, life, um, which is great um, what, what, when you said I was interested because in, I, I was there's a couple of things I wanted to ask sort of one for both of you and one for Catherine is that when you said you were applying for your job what was your job title that you were applying for so my role here yeah so it's session coordinator okay so obviously I coordinate <laughs> sessions <laughs> <laughs> finally a job title that makes sense <laughs> Um, but it's it's like Suzanne said we you know we um, we we share a lot of share a lot of the work so Great. Um, I think it's really lovely that we all work volunteers as well mm-hmm. as, as, a, as a team a really lovely as a team um, and um, I think yeah but the main aim is to obviously the gardening is something that runs core throughout the whole project. Mm-hmm. Um, but we also look to uh, bring creativity, which gardening does, absolutely. Yeah. Um, but also through the arts as well, yeah. and the two tie in really, really beautifully together. Yeah. So you know, we've had a group in this morning um, from the Phoenix Centre, and they're now um, relaxing, doing some creative 
arts activities. So they've been, you know, put to work in a really wonderful way this morning and working with our volunteers and, and planting and, and getting involved in the garden. And now they're through and they're looking at, with it being Mental Health Awareness Week, they're looking at, you know, different ways um, that they can, that they're supportive, but they're using the Creative Tree of Life method. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's looking at those different uh, links between nature and the arts and then I also because there's so many fantastic artists group projects community projects it's about not working in silos it's about not working sort of individually but bringing the community together we're very much a community hub and that means we are part of a community we're not working in isolation and you know the Comfort Project uh, aims to help people to integrate you know and to bring and that essentially means bringing people together to Mm -hmm. feel part of a community so we have our community here which is our family like Suzanne said um, but we bring you know there's lots of lots of different groups that we work mm. with um, ah, I was just about to say that yeah you know we've had yourselves in we've had yeah. youth volunteers for the film guys we've got yeah. film producers yeah. that wants to do a film yes we've got new volunteers starting that, um, the the gentleman I forget has been in love with yeah the the art the art person I know James is a volunteer but there's a guy who walked in who do side to side art is that what it's oh, called side by side, 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 by side Stuart, art yes. yeah yeah but yeah so so and so Stuart's going to come and deliver some sessions with yeah. the Syrian group that we work with mm-hmm. um, and look at singing and song and tradition you know linked around that so yeah. you know there's lots and lots of different ways that we can work together. Um, but I absolutely, I'm not, I love gardening, I'm not very good at it, but, uh, <laughs> but what I, but I do enjoy it. So I, I know how it makes me feel. Just just physically being outside makes you feel better. Yeah. And then that whole just, you know, simplest level, you know, planting something, helping it to grow, yeah. seeing it grow, you feel proud. Yeah. Um, and I just hear everybody when they come through the doors at the end of the day and the things that they've been doing and what they say and how they feel. Um, and Suzanne, although she's sort of new in post here, has been working with us for a lot, a lot longer, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You mean so, just particularly this site um, in terms yeah, of coming here? Yeah. yeah. So, um, so I'm learning a lot from her, and I think we learn a lot from each other. You know, there's there's a lot of people here with a lot of skills. Yeah. You know, there's. Uh, I mean, we've just learned that just being here today, just yeah, having a chat to some people, it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, and they've got lots of skills, and they and it's about giving them the platform to be able to share them and develop them. I imagine there's a lot of people that come here. They're obviously talking about asylum seekers and things. They've mm. seen a lot of stuff that we wouldn't imagine yeah. going through yeah. when we're talking about the trauma. So, how rewarding is it to see them finally open them up, themselves up creatively or in the garden? Because mm. Knowing what I do know about trauma, you isolate yourself, you case yourself in, so then you get the chance to see them open up, yeah. as it were. I mean, I think, I think it almost goes back to what I was saying before about, you know, maybe that when people first come along to the project, and I think that's the really wonderful thing about that family feel and that home mm. feel is that people really can engage on whatever mm. level. Yes, yeah. we'll always try and encourage people in, but nobody's forced to come and get mm-hmm. involved with anything yeah. if they're not ready mm-hmm. yeah. but there's always within within the garden and within the, the project itself there's always something you can do so it might be that someone comes along and works on their own in quite an isolated way initially mm-hmm. um, even maybe just sowing some seeds 
sowing a little yeah. bit of hope and a little something mm-hmm. um, might be the first step. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. for us as, as staff, we look at ways to make gentle steps mm-hmm. to, yeah. Yeah, course, to yeah. progress through that, to yeah. becoming maybe more active within a within a small group initially and then mm. gradually building up taking on more responsibility and that, that process yeah. can take a long time yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I was just about to say do you think then as a as a as a as a as listening to your answer there is do you think that's the benefit that a community project has as opposed to like saying it you know that we're not we've talked about this all the time on the show we're not NHS bassers in the sense of the people who work in the NHS are wonderful and they've got a they've got a huge amount to deal with and um, that's totally fine my phone went off before and we just uh, you know it's just real life it, it shows it's live <laughs> or pre-recorded live anyway but no the, the point I was getting at is that because um, I find this because we've talked about recovery programs or in terms of the sense of just being in recovery as in getting over something or, or, or dealing with something do you think the huge advantage of because what you said there is a powerful point about some cases are long term that there's no time limit to a person recovering and that you can just let them go at their own pace is that fair yeah absolutely yeah absolutely and i think that's um maybe a a a luxury that that professionals working with the health service don't necessarily have yeah Um, so you're not setting clinical targets as it were you you you, you're allowing your own pace with things with people individuals yeah yeah definitely not so much clinical targets you have to teach each individual on their own case don't you really Exactly. exactly and some people may come along and just you know, they may they may come along and find that just being throwing themselves into physical activity really helps yeah. their mm-hmm. mental health. Yeah. And um, they can come along and be really active all day, um, and you know, can appear very confident mm-hmm. and can appear to have no problem talking with other people. And I think that it's it's yeah, also about recognizing that if you appear very well, that that's not always what's going on um, and that there's always space and there's always time for people to just take time out just reflect a little bit just um, to uh, I think it's no I think that's a really important point actually because going back to what you said about there's no there isn't any pressure we, it's very much about encouraging and supporting people to take part um, but it's it's a choice you know it's yeah. about giving people choice probably in where they come from situations where choice has been removed yeah a lot of the time absolutely yeah so it's about saying also if that choice is to sit and have a cup of tea in the sunshine because that's what you need to do that's absolutely fine mm-hmm. um and then to dip in and out and i mean what we often find is people do engage you know a lot but it's there is that as you would with a family you know as you would you you would dip in and out of activities but but share the load, share the, the things that need to help the country project yeah, on a absolutely. practical level, because that's contributing something. That's yeah. being, mm. you know, having that real positive purpose yeah. that we need you yeah. to be. We need you to, yeah. you know. So, um, and that 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 can be good. that's great. You know, that is a really positive aspect of it. And that, yeah, that work at your own pace. You know, we maybe. Um, again with the arts you know it's it's there's so many different levels of communication then so there's not one there's not it's not a right and a wrong way 
you know, there's not an expectation of how it has to turn out. You want to keep talking? Um, yeah. Oh, okay. So keep talking. Okay. There's that sort of option to really yeah. <laughs> We were and keeping an eye on you. We were watching. Yeah. Yeah. I think the last okay. couple of questions, kind of, because anyway, you have to, you have to go in a second. Is um, is is um. I think the sort of elephant in the room question, because this is one of the reasons that we wanted to talk, because we wanted to talk to Western, <laughs> okay, Western, Western refugees. Is it Western refugees? So um, one of the things that we wanted to do with our project, because obviously, um, you know, I, I talked about my route at the lunch earlier, and um, and uh, Ricky's uh, Ricky's got um, his parents, you know, from like um, from India and all that sort of places, and so um, I guess that the what I find amazing about your project in particular and i think it's it, it makes me um have that good feeling inside because we're not a political show by any means but i guess one of the things that i think is appropriate to ask here is to go do you think a project like this reminds us all that it's not about quintessentially being british or whatever it is it's just that the, the, it's all about incl- like it, it's not you're all it's feel involved yeah, yeah it's like the the human element here yeah. is really strong it also has like you know dare i i mean i do sort of believe i mean i meditate and stuff so i believe in that sense of spirituality but it has a very good spiritual feel here yeah. um you know and and, know. and so i'm just curious to I say think it was lucy who came on on, yeah. the, on the show in the studio she described it as an international center yeah <laughs> yeah yeah that's true she did yeah yeah. Perfect, yeah yeah but do you think that's a very important thing because obviously we talk about um you know the the, the, the discriminatory aspects and and you know the the, the stigma and ignorance you would you would say around these things and um do you think your project's a fantastic example of that you know you just treat people for for who they are and, and it's not about where they're from or you know i'm, I'm all singing the song aren't i <laughs> it's not where i came from <laughs> well it's it's more than that i think it's about celebrating where yeah, yeah absolutely yes yeah and i think that's something that we, we do i think in previous years and I'm a sort of new in post I'm yeah. just getting a handle on it a little bit more but it's not a lot of crops or anything here that are yeah. um, you know really quite unusual so a lot of the food and the you know the food that's produced um, is familiar to people and they get that opportunity to share it as well um, so yeah just sort of growing slightly unusual you know crops crops from Africa crops that we yeah. wouldn't normally see here and we have a fantastic polytunnel space to be able to do that in yeah. obviously it's not warm enough to grow um, you know those sort of crops in, in yeah. the outdoor which we've seen climate. it's amazing yeah. Um, so yeah I, I just absolutely I think it's a celebration of, of I think that's a break that, boundaries isn't it yeah that was very well put I, 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 I totally agree I mean we just tried I think it was like an Iranian inspired dish wasn't it earlier it was yes, made by an Iranian yeah. um, and it was it was delicious so um, I'm, I love that idea of um, trying different cultures and you know trying different uh, things. I think we all should be like that every now and then. I think the final question is what I and I, you said this at the uh, at the lunch, Catherine. And I think this I can ask you this because I think for both years, I know you um, uh, for you it's not been that very long. Um, but I'm just curious to say, does it feel like work? Um, no. I mean, I'll be <laughs> I mean it, it's hard it's, work. I'm not trying to say you don't do anything. Yeah. Yes. All day. Yeah. I'm not saying no, it's like any other job, but no, it must feel. I guess the ask, what I'm asking but is, you do get a high it degree of job satisfaction. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah massively, yeah. It's hugely, yeah. hugely yeah. fulfilling. Yeah. And you know, there are a lot of times I come through the door and I just think, oh, you know, and you mm. just count your blessings. Mm. You yeah. do. It is. It is hard work, but then of course, yeah. so you know, the, be, the some of the best work is you know you work hard at it. Yeah, That's, absolutely. You know, but it's hugely fulfilling. You know, I get to work with lovely people like Suzanne and Lainey and all the wonderful 
volunteers it's just it's really really interesting it's really life affirming mm-hmm. i can um, imagine yeah it's all the it's it's you know you meet people who have had such challenges that are really quite unimaginable yeah um and they've overcome them or mm-hmm. they are overcoming you know mm-hmm. or they are the resilience and that's really inspiring it's all of those things that but it is yeah. it really it's is it's about perspective um, as well isn't it it does give you yeah. huge perspective yeah. uh, but it is lovely I mean you know there's not a lot of jobs where you'd all sit around the table like that and yeah. just yeah. all welcome in that sense and, and it like, felt normal that's the thing it, that it I, is, yeah, it, is. Yeah, it, it, it felt normal that was defi- yeah. that's not just something that happens yeah. not at all that is something that I mean, you know, obviously there's lots and lots of visitors, yeah. they're no ca- but no, that, that happens all the time, yeah. and it is a very special place. Yeah, yeah. I think with all the, um, the, I guess this is sort of a wider thing, but um, I, I think the word that comes to mind is genuine, mm-hmm. and I, I, I really like genuine, yeah, authentic, mm-hmm. yeah, I really like genuine, authentic people, mm-hmm. uh, that's really yes. all you really should ask of anyone, really, is just yeah. be real, yeah. and I think that's one of the things that's nice about being here. Um, yeah. So, huge congratulations, guys, I mean, uh, yeah. we've been to a lot of projects, I don't know, I mean, Ricky, would you concur that I, I, I'm really generally impressed um, that it's a, it, and, and some, I mean, obviously, I'm not from Gateshead, so I never knew about it or anything. But again, the whole reason we do this show is to tell people to listen and for ourselves as well to learn about what's around. It's like, especially when you're in the middle of a, a suburban area, you can just find the space which just breathes serenity, doesn't it? And that's what it does. And yeah, using and land as well, like you know, for, for good reasons and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. So thanks, uh, Catherine. Thanks, thanks very much Thank indeed. Thank it's been a real pleasure. Um, and um, yeah, and thanks so much for your hospitality once again. And please drop down to the studio as well for a chat sometime (laughs) if you get any chance. Great, thanks. So, what we're going to do right now, guys, is we're going to take a break and we'll be back to our future selves in the studio um, to talk about all the things uh, right after these messages. For the community, by the community. Spice FM, 98.8 FM. Kashmir Arfan Relief Trust Meerpur Se Bushra Khanam Ka Pegham Mera Naam Bushra Hai Or Kort Mera Ghar Hai Kort Mein Mujh Jaisi Bohut Se Yateem Or Nadar Bacche Rehte Hain Jahaan Aap Ke Taawan Or Madad Se Humari Tamam Tar Zaroorutun Ka Khas Khiyar Rakha Jata Hai Jabke Humari Roz Marra Ke Tamam Tar Aharajat Ke Liye Aap Ki Mazid Madad Darkar Hai Is Ramzan Mubarak Mein Apne Atiyat Sadkat Or Zakat Kort Ko Dijiye Or Humara Sahar for your support and donations, go to UK office 0300 Welcome to your community announcement answer machine. To broadcast your community announcement on Spice FM free of charge, call 0191273988. Select option 3 and record your message. No more messages. Spice FM 98.8 FM Hello everybody, welcome back to Mentally Sound here on Spice FM 98.8 FM. If you're tuning in today and wondering who we are, it's because we are... Um, yeah. uh, that's the first laugh I've had today. <laughs> who are any of us? Who, who are any of us, yeah. yeah we're gonna, now we're going to settle down for an hour discussion on who we are, mentally and physically and spiritually. It is it is Rush Hour and people, um, are, people are going home, so yes. we have to be quite, you know... Yeah, quite, well, yeah we'll try not to be the... They're, they're already getting road rage, so we have to be yes. quite... You know, yeah, we'll try and be the zen... We'll 
we'll try and be the zen for them on the way home Um, but we are a mental health show that isn't as depressing as it sounds we talk about a huge amount of things and what you just heard there was a pre-record and we're going to play parts two and three over the next hour and a half or so um which uh with esther who is from ethiopia um and uh eleni who um is the director of the comfrey project um about basically the the comfrey project in a wider context because the two people you just heard um are people who actually work at the comfrey project doing sessions and the therapy side of things so um that's to come but we'll not keep our guest waiting because he's been waiting in the wings listening to our studio (laughs) intently uh listening to our discussions and our pre-records with with much glee (laughs) trying to work out which song to introduce (laughs) (laughs) yes we actually didn't play a song we normally do but we're so we're a little bit um behind times because we me and ricky as per usual not had far too long at the beginning um so we're going to give you as much time as possible sean so apologies for the wait um but yeah so um we're a mental health show so i just the disclaimer i forgot to mention at the beginning is we will talk about potentially taboo subjects but i mean if you've listened from the beginning yeah that's happened already so yeah. i guess i'm i'm i'm, I'm already i'm already seeing something you already know um we managed to get our twitter working as well because um the, the the one of the computers here is not working as well as it should be um but it's at underscore mentally sound if you have any questions for our guests or for myself and ricky about any of the subject matters or anything that's on your mind that's the that's the contact for us on twitter or on facebook um and we're on instagram as well mm-hmm. um and we have a um email address called mentally sound radio at gmail.com which i set up last week so if you have an email you want to send us for our normal show which is a week on friday um, which i am going to plaster on our new business cards great right? yes yes exactly yeah and i will start promoting that a little bit more heavily um uh, in the coming week but as i as i mentioned uh our next guest uh, name is sean byrne and he's here to discuss his new play called joey and he joins us in the studio now hello hello sean hi, uh, hi. Uh, how are you today, my good sir? Uh, well, it's nice weather out there, isn't it? It's <laughs> sunny and Ooh. the rest of it. And I haven't been over this side of the city that much for a long while. I used to live over this side. And, oh, really? You, you know, got driven out by violence quite a while back. So uh, it, now it, it doesn't feel, you know, sort of home seems to be the other side. Oh, really? Okay. It is. Well, you know, a very relaxed day. I've done my hair, especially with the rain. <laughs> <laughs> I have. It's yeah, interesting. We, we had a conversation about weather, now. didn't we? <laughs> We had a conversation about weather, didn't we? Yes. And Sean said about how a glorious day it is. Because we had an interesting conversation about, is there a psychological factor in terms of, does sunny automatically mean that we should all be happy? What's your thought on that very quickly? Um, Well, I like, uh, well, not so much weather. I mean, you know, being in a good place or a good space. Mm. uh, You know, so I went um, collecting sea glass at um, a a couple of years ago, and it was stormy. Right. Re- beautiful because there was no one around. So actually, yeah. myself, friend, the last picnic and dog and the rest of it. So yeah, it was stormy and the rest of it. So it was kind of, and it, but it was actually peaceful, you know, not stormy in a horrible negative right. sense. I uh, went a year later, it was really hot and sunny and everyone was out. So actually, it wasn't peaceful. So, you know, yeah. different things for yeah. different people. Yeah, exactly. Some people like yeah. cold or. Yeah. Whatever works for you. Whatever works. Whatever yeah. works for you. Yeah, yeah uh, that was actually something we never, we didn't actually, that wasn't a, a something we recorded, the Comfrey project, but it was a conversation we had with Lena, wasn't it? We'll talk it? about it a bit later. Um, yeah, yeah but it was the really idea because Ricky. Seasonal stuff. Yes. Yeah. I mean. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah well, we, we, we Ricky, Ricky, yes. Ricky had a conversation um, a while ago and it was related to, um, because there's SAD, a seasonal affective disorder, which happens mainly in winter, but there's now a, a term called reverse SAD where you're, 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 you find summer a little, uh, a little. Which I found uh, out I have. Yeah. Um, I used to live in the north of Scotland, so I mean, there, you know, winter, 
I mean, you know, that does affect you. Yes. It, there, mm. there is no daylight. Then, you know, sort of summertime, basically there's virtually no, no darkness. So, mm-hmm. you know, though there are also those extremes, mm-hmm. like, you know, geographic, like, you know, the, mm. nor- the, the far north of the There's always south. a flip side to yeah. a lot of conditions of the uh, yeah. 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 Well, anyway, Sean. So, um, d- d- as per usual, tan- <laughs> tangents for tangents on our show, but uh, yeah. but welcome, obviously, as as we yes. just touched on. And um, so we touched on Joey. So I guess I mean I could read your synopsis on the back because he uh, very uh, kindly gave me a, a, a pamph- like a pamphlet, I would say, or a leaflet. Um, I'm happy uh, to talk about. Yes, <laughs> but obviously, with you being here, yeah, why would we do that? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, so could you explain to the audience and ourselves what is Joey in, in sure. a nutshell? Well, first of all, it's not about the, there is no weather in. It. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was just a random. <laughs> There's no literal physical weather, <laughs> mental weather. Um, it's about growing up, really. You know, well, it starts off about growing up, and then we, uh, so Joey. So 1981, um, I was 13, coming up to 14. Um, interesting time, shall we say? Maybe like now. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Joey Deacon went on Blue Peter. So Joey Deacon, this was the last year of his life. He was 60. He lived with CP, cerebral palsy. So he, you know, obviously he'd been born before World War II. You know, he'd had a hard life, a tough life. His mum, you know, wanted the best for him, look after him. And obviously he had a lot of disabilities. And obviously at the time people treated these things very differently. But for the last few years of his life, he really had made, he'd, he'd written a book. He'd travelled, he'd lived in the bungalow with his mates. So, you know, it had got pretty good for him. He went on Blue Peter, for real. And, you know, so, you know, and at the same time, a, a psychologist had examined and said, he is of normal intelligence. Yes, it's just people haven't been listening. So, you know, all in all, this was a positive moment in time. And he, was, he went on television and, you know, to, to sort of show... There's very, very different people out there, different abilities, different what have you. And to sort of say, you know, we are human and look mm. at the things we can achieve. Absolutely fantastic, brilliant, wonderful, beautiful. And for, you know, it, it, one of those things that is that that word Joey very bit quickly became picked up as a playground term of abuse for a lot of different people with, you know, whether mm. it's physical disabilities, mental, mental health issues and the rest of it. But, mm-hmm. so yeah, that was Joey Deacon and that chanting is still out there. Right. And people, it, it's just like this. And you know, it's just one of those casual sort of incidental, accidental, it's funny. because And no one knows where it came from. But the wonderful, you know, but those moments that happened for you, that, that those wonderful, beautiful, amazing, incredible moments, had a mate. Uh, so just a couple of months older than us. So I was just coming up to 14. They'd just turned 14. They came in and they had read the future just in that little tiny way. So they came in because those old terms of abuse, which are on the back of the leaf, <laughs> we're not going to read them, but you know. Yeah, I actually they, don't think we can. No, no, we, uh, well, yeah, say, yeah. I'm not going to go into that. Yeah. But, the, but the point is this person mm. who had, you know, who was someone who's my friend, who had been written off by everyone as being nobody, nothing, and would never amount to anything. Mm-hmm. They, and old terms of abuse, they came in, they knew that Joey was going to be the next word applied to them, mm-hmm. and they got in first. Mm-hmm. They came in shouting, saying, he gets on telly, he writes a book, he lives in a bungalow with his mates, he gets to travel. Well, I'm Joey. This person mm-hmm. changed their name, age 14, to Joey as this like this amazing incredible act of reclamation I'm like you can do that with words mm-hmm. you, you know so those moments of whether you know so a positive thing happening this kind of casual just accidental incidental you know this person written off they knew what was coming and it's just like no we're not do- we're not going there 
we're going to turn this around and they t- and they rename themselves I'm Joey and that was one of those mo- you know those moments are happening in your life so you know we're talking about mental health and there's those negative things but what are those what you know like weather you know like good weather or something mm. what are those good things those amazing things those positive things that and it could be just that little tiny spark that 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 whatever it is that moment or that mm. thing or that that song that whatever it is mm. that it's got it and it just turns it round for mm. you or it saves you or it keeps you afloat or it lifts you up. Mm. So um Andrew Vax is a writer that talks about well surviving. Well surviving is just kind of and he says, you know, it's actually about transcending and that's not a religious or spiritual thing, but it's like what is the thing that lifts you up? above it or beyond it and for me the play yes really hard times but it's also about those moments and that was one that was one of those first things when someone for real a mate who was written off and a nobody and nothing in inverted commas you know but you know people were saying that and they just showed me this no no you can do this you can take you can make a difference you can turn something around just one person that individual thing and then obviously the play starts there but then actually we also go into the future because it's actually about rewriting the future so it's not just about what happened mislit misery literature saying yeah it was awful it was terrible it was what have you it's actually about what are the things tiny little things colossal huge things mm-hmm. things that have happened in southwest in, in, in wherever big amazing things weird things wonderful things what are the things that make you laugh or make you smile or give you that other thing mm-hmm. or that bring people together or say mm-hmm. no it's not like that mm-hmm. we're going to do this so the play is kind of about not naive optimism but and not naive upliftingness but actually saying for real mm-hmm. right now we're being told certain things, I think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Certain top-down narratives, should we say. And actually, we can say, you know, we don't have all the power, but we can say, no, no, it's not like that. It could be like this. Mm-hmm. We can change some of these directions. We can make that difference. I think right now, mental health, <laughs> I think most of us are suffering or hurting. I think, you know, yeah. it, it's a very, very tough time. Mm. And I'm not, you know, what are the things for real that we could do better? that we could do different, that we could turn around, the things right now that don't make sense that we could design out of any system. Yeah. The things that we are wasting money, you know, they don't work. You know, things, you know, th- all sorts of tiny things, colossal, huge things, literally do not mm. actually work. They don't actually make sense. They're not even, if you like, saving money for the country. It's like, you know, they're hurting all of us. Yeah. They're not working in any way. They're not making anyone... You know, even at some individual richer or or whatever else, it, it, it doesn't work. So, what are the things we can do? Tiny little things, colossal, huge things. Mm. What are the other lessons, the other memories, mm. stuff in lyrics and in songs included mm. Mm. that mm-hmm. we can kind of reclaim or turn around or ask a question or do different or do better or whatever it is. Mm. Mm. So, um, if it is sitting out in good weather, then that's yeah. what you want. Sit out and say hi to someone. Have it. Oh, just yeah. relax, yeah. slow down. Mm. Actually, if you want to collect sea glass, and it's, because it's actually kind of beautiful and peaceful and amazing, yeah. do yeah. that. Or what are the things that matter? Yeah, yeah. to you in, in, yeah. On yeah, an, yeah, yeah, in yeah, an individual yeah. basis. Yes. Yeah, because yeah, I think... Or as a community, or a communal thing, yeah. or as a group, mm-hmm. or, or even bigger as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I think as long as the... Um, I mean, the, the, that, that's, a, that's an interesting point, because I think it's sort of... Um, uh, in a, in a way, I guess expectation because mental health has a lot of expectations <laughs> involved in it. Because I mean, if you say like sort of, um, for example, communities, some di- some communities may have a negative connotation or a positive connotation. But as lot, I guess what we're talking about here is having a po- having a positive response to things. And well, if and if it's something that you like on an individual basis, yeah. then you should pursue it. Basically, yeah. I, you know? I mean, I mean, community. You know, obviously that can be a geographic location. So first yeah. off, if that if that community has a negative connotation, then the question is is is, is why? Yes, and I see. 
you know, so my last play was about the radical history of Sunderland. Again, mm-hmm. you know, no offence, but a place that's often written off or negative connotations. Actually, there are amazing, you know, obviously, wherever you go, there are amazing, incredible people, places, histories, whatever. So again, going to, or, or I'll spend a lot of time on Teesside, you mm-hmm. know, I love Stockton. And, you know, and... I went to university down there, I've got a fondness for Yeah, and the, the, the widest high street, the River Tees, yeah. um, the Fountain. The Riverside Festival. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, it used to be free, isn't now, sadly, but... They <laughs> I know, but it could be again. Yeah. And Ark Stockton, where Joey is going. Great venue. A lot of free stuff. Great so venue. you're talking about the Confi Project and re- Welcoming <coughs> Refugees, they've got a, a, um, a, what is a welcoming town. Mm. So at the end of, I think it's, you know, check, you know, but they are taking over the high street. Mm. And how do we welcome refugees, migrants, what? Whatever those words, labels, those yeah. things are. But how do we make everyone feel welcome? That fountain, the new fountain in, 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 in towards the centre yeah, of Stockton, yeah. you have all the different people sitting around. So they're different, if you like, cultural communities sitting there. But the kids... Big, real, big railway fountain. history as well we were talking about last oh, night. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Um, just very quick... Um, the, you talked about the, the, the interesting times and when this, you know, the, the origins <laughs> play. So it was part of the inspiration is because you can see direct parallels to what's going on right now and yes, what was going yes. on back then. Uh, I mean, you know, sort of two inspirations. One, real life history. Yeah. So, uh, you, you know, growing up, th- you know, so sort of being 13 mm-hmm. and not liking what was happening in your community mm-hmm. and in the country mm-hmm. or countries or whatever mm-hmm. around us. Mm-hmm. So, What's happening politically? What's happening socially? Or mm-hmm. all the hardness, all the harshness, the hate, the violence, and the rest? It's all of that for real, yes. But also those kinds of people, you know, having what's the good stuff, and actually music, you know, because there was an amazing teacher who played us records, amazing record shop, you know. So music's, you know, whichever music it is for you, mm-hmm. that music, you know, that I've learned a lot of history from. And the Me. history that's written out, you know, the stuff that we talked about, Ricky, yeah? <laughs> you know, those things that are ignored, like ordinary folks, whoever you are, whatever you are, whatever you want to say, that stuff. It's again, interesting different ways you can learn history. It's not yeah. necessarily just in the classroom, even though that, that should be a large part of it, but yeah. there are the music, arts. But in the classroom, we were played songs, including punk, including oh, right. Clash and the rest. My music teacher no. <laughs> used to play Beatles and Queen because he was just a big fan of them. Yeah. But, but this was like English. <laughs> but this was an English teacher. Yeah. And uh, so y- you know, t- if you want to teach poetry, mm-hmm. well, play the Clash. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Is that poetry? Well, say? even someone like Ian Dewey, who was it? So. Oh yeah, big Ian wordsmith. Oh, but yes, but yes, one yes, of the yes. words in which we can't say. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he he wrote a song, didn't he? Yeah, that's right. And can you tell us a bit more about why I, why I, at the I, time I, it was controversial? I, and well, I I can without saying anything. Yeah, try not try be a bit careful. So um so so again and so so Joey the play uh, is with Selma Dimitrovich and Grayscale Theatre Company yeah. and I met her via a different theatre company called Grey Eye Theatre okay. so Grey Eye they're based in London uh, they are basically one of the best theatre companies in the world full stop right. they are disabled and disability led right. so thinking about how <coughs> you tell disabled people's stories deaf people's stories how you make us with particularly with mental health as well would you say? oh yeah well yes I mean every kind of area every kind yeah. of level so that may be a physical impairment it may be a life limiting mm-hmm. condition it may be mental stress you know mm-hmm. and that was the, the if you like that was the reason that I was on this scheme with yeah. Grey Eye because yeah. if you like that was my my main disability, mm. shall we say. Mm. There's physical things uh, as, as well now. But, you know, that's why I was there. Selma Dimitrovich was our, was our mentor there. She's Newcastle-based. She's amazing. She's incredible. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that Grey Eye Theatre Company did, 
So they're funded by Arts Council England. So arts money goes out, you know, Scotland is different to Wales, Northern Ireland to England. So they are funded by them. Mm -hmm. uh, they are, if you're like a specialist area focusing around disabilities, and it does include mental health mm -hmm. or, or lack of it. Mm -hmm. And, um, but obviously it crosses over, of mm -hmm. course. Mm -hmm. And they were invited this big push to Jeremy Hunt was the, um, then cultural, cultural, secre cultural, cultural secretary yeah, yeah. and uh, they surrounded him yeah. in front of a lot of bankers funders and the rest of it mm -hmm. and gave him a very um special rendition of a very um poetic yeah. <laughs> Ian Jury the Bulkhead yeah. song which was also played at the closing ceremony of the Olympics exactly yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. and uh, Jeremy Hunt did not know where to no. look and he, <laughs> he, he was sort of sitting there and he, he kind of eyes down very shifty and was sort of that's not a very true how much of song, how much it? of Joey shown is autobiographical if, if that's the past well, right so the past is autobiographical so yeah. 1981 but also through to 1991 mm. autobiography but play that against the the politics of the country and the rest of it and what we're doing but then as I say it's not the, the point of the play is not about focusing on the past it's actually this springboard into the future right. so then in the future so there's a progressive element towards all, it yeah. the, totally what, yeah. this is this point you know what happens is we get called well you know, the, and I say on the fly yes there are these rude words or, or you know these words which mm. we're not going to read but you know because <laughs> we get called you know I mean maybe you've been called names for whatever reason very negative things and what does that do to your mental health mm -hmm. but then at the moment when you actually say your name or you're given a name or you claim it or whatever those sorts of things but so the point of the play is actually becoming human but also not just being kind of cowed not beaten not looking down to the ground mm. but that thing about what is the stuff we could really have what's the stuff we could really change what's you know, so around mental distresses what's the stuff that doesn't work that doesn't and is joy in essence it's also a comp would you say it's a composite then is it just oh, like totally so people can yeah. relate to yeah I, I mean i want you to come come along and you know come to the theatre it's a relaxed and a relaxing performance so, you know so the thing is just the same as everything else you yeah. know uh, you know parks and benches and, and, and football and pavements that's, that, that's global commons that's you know mm -hmm. that, that belongs to us all that's mm -hmm. ours mm -hmm. going to a theatre a gallery mm -hmm. a library or whatever mm -hmm. they are ours yeah. Yeah. everyone's listening they are yours mm -hmm. Uh, you you have that right so you should be able to come and say, yeah this is mine I can sit down and have a bit of we did a show from a library, whatever. didn't we? We, yeah. did, we did record a piece. Oh, we did, yeah, around your way, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, that, yeah, that was really fun. Well, all these just to say is that um, I was going to run off the list of dates that you've handed me um, for when Joey's going to yeah. be on. So it's going to be at the Queen Hearts uh, Queen Hall Arts Centre in, in Hexham, Hexham yeah. Thursday the sixth of June, the Pulse Festival Ipswich Friday the seventh of June, yep. at Ark Stockton Wednesday the twelfth of June, and Northern Stage, which is a, a a fantastic venue. It is, yes. Um, Thursday the 13th to the 15th, and all tickets are around £10, but there's there's, yeah. there's, there's other exceptions like students and all sorts and, of And pay what you decide at ARC. But also, as I okay. say, you know, if you come to the Newcastle show, it is, to, you know, we, well, everywhere you, you come, we do want to welcome you. So it is kind of, it's not, you know, sit down and pay, <laughs> you know, it's sit down, be relaxed. There will be some, you know, art to take away. So, yeah. you know, there will Great. be stuff to take away yeah. and the rest of it. This is your space. Come along, mm -hmm. listen to the story and think about, yeah, what's the stuff that we can design out of the system. What stuff we can change? What mm -hmm. stuff we can do differently, better? Mm -hmm. What's the stuff that makes us? I do actually have an award for both of you. Um, so you know, it's not, it's not, it's not a gold medal, but it is. You know, as it's mental health and the rest of it, and you know, we talk about losing your marbles. Well, there's a gold marble wow. for each okay. of you. So there is Excellent. a formal yeah. award, and if you lose that marble, there's some more. <laughs> <laughs> How about yeah. that? For We've been losing our marbles for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> On radio, I was asked recently. Um, 
what kids' board games would you be playing right now? And I'd said I'd still be playing Kaplunk, but unfortunately I've lost all my marbles. So <laughs> <laughs> Stop playing with your marbles on the radio. We're dealing with irony. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll use me to stay, uh, Sean. Thank you so much indeed for coming yeah, in. Um, I, I encourage people to check out, obviously, Joey yeah. in the, on the dates, on go. the dates we just Can't mentioned. Win. And a very, very quick thing, because I, I noticed something with my eagle eye, eagle eye uh, reading uh, of your, of your pamphlet is your, your photo and digital designs by Chris Bishop. That's right. Who, yes. is a, who I went to his wedding. Well, who's um, well, a fantastic so mate. So um, I'm, I'm not surprised that I liked the design. Bish, Bish does most of our photography. Great. And this was the first time he's ever turned up and not seen me with a hammer in my yeah, hands. <laughs> and he's not photographing me hammering something. My marbles <laughs> just dropped. Yo, he's no. dropped his marbles. <laughs> Would you like another? Yes. And on that note, we'll need to play some ads. Yes. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah. I've been demoted from gold now to beige. (laughs) Um, It really is the 80s. That was the best joke I've ever done. Um, anyway, on that oh. note, Sean, thank you so much. Uh, Joey, um, Joey, as I say, Queen Arts Hall Centre, Pulls Festival, Lipswich, Ark in Stockton, and Northern Stage. Yeah. Um, so, um, so yeah, <laughs> hopefully, um, check check out that uh, play. And huge thank you to Sean. What we're going to do right now is we're going to take a break for some ads, uh, and then we're going to play our part two pre-record uh, from the Confrey project, uh, and then we're going to be joined by uh, Tracy at quarter past five. Mm-hmm. I've just messaged her to say please ring us at quarter past five. Um, so. Uh, Info about um, the pre-record uh, is Esther is um, a volunteer at the Confe Project. She's from Ethiopia, and we talked to her for about ten minutes about what the Confe Project means to her, and um, uh, and also just a little bit about um, the struggles that a person from that particular country coming into mm. to England um, because. This is something that we were blown away by the whole time we were there, um, talking about sort of diversity and cult- diversity in different cultures and um, trying to get a little bit more diverse in that sense. And it was a really, it was really quite powerful. Um, um, she, she was quite nervous, uh, we will say, um, but we, 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 we think I think we got out of her quite a lot, mm. um, all things considered. So uh, we're going to play that after we play some ads right here on Mentally Sound on Space FM, 98.8 FM. Sick of the same old radio sound? <sighs> then you need Vibrant Radio. Spice up your life. Spice FM, 98.8 FM. If you keep gold jewellery, cash or irreplaceable items at home, then make the right move. At Newcastle Vaults, you can rent your own safe deposit locker with seven-day access from less than £3 a week. That's less than £3 a week to keep your gold and valuables safe and secure. To find out more or reserve your safe deposit box, call 0191 249 4789 or see newcastlevaults.co.uk. Think security. Think Newcastle Vaults. Planning a wedding? Wouldn't it be great if you could go to one place for everything? Well, now you can. Chai Events is your local event specialists that can help you with venues, catering, decor, and entertainment for your event. We can save you money and let you come to your own function as a guest and leave as a guest. Call us to discuss your requirements with no obligation. 0191 603 0633. Find us on Facebook or log on at chaievents.co.uk. न्यूकासल शहर में ग्रोसरी की दुनिया में एक ही मारूफ नाम 
ایم اے برادرز جہاں پر روزمرہ کے استعمال کی ہر چیز دستیاب ہے آپ کی خدمت میں عرصہ دراز سے پیش پیش ایم اے برادرز رمضان المبارک کے بابرکت مہینے میں اپنے کرم فرماؤں کے لیے اسپیشل آفر دستیاب ہیں آئیے اور خدمت کا موقع دیجیے ایم اے برادرز ایلزک روڈ نیو کاسل ٹیلی فون نمبر او ون نائن ون ٹو سیون تھری ون زیرو ون سکس ایم اے برادرز Hello everybody, welcome back to the Comfrey Project. I'm here obviously with my with my co-host Ricky. A uh, huge thank you to our past selves for maintaining the fort <laughs> in the studio. Um, and we, as Although we've... you were critical, I am critical about that bit that you just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Ricky's predicting, uh, uh, <laughs> predict, <laughs> predicting a crisis and the phones aren't going to work. Um, but yeah, no, anyway. Um, so hope you're having a good time listening to the live show. Obviously we're here as a pre-record and we're delighted to say we're joined now by someone who uses the Comfrey Project and we want to talk to her about her experiences and just what the Comfrey Project means to her so we're joined by Esther hello hello uh, how are you today good great I'm glad to hear it so um, just to provide the audience with a context before we started talking is that we were we were very kindly offered a lunch here mm. um, which I believe they use some of the stuff that's in the garden and everything to make yeah well maybe the past guest on the show is inspired by her background so Portuguese cooking and actually tasting it I got a sense of home home baking like homemade sort of um, food yeah, because definitely. it had an Indian sort of style to it as well I thought mm-hmm. and Portuguese and Indian culture is quite close because Portugal used to own Goa and I think they yeah. used to yeah bit of a history lesson really, yeah it? so we got to so, so so the reason for saying that is that we got we got to know, get to meet everybody in the Comfort Project so we met you good self East mm. Esther I was sitting right next to you um, and it, which, which was really nice and so can you tell us a little bit about um, how you came to know the Comfort Project uh, my name is Esther uh-huh. uh, 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 I am a asylum seeker mm-hmm. uh, Uh, in uh, 2007 I was uh, sick mm-hmm. I'm not good I have uh, an anxiety mm-hmm. and depression mm-hmm. and my social worker uh, she took me to conflict project mm-hmm. and she introduced, introduced me uh, mm-hmm. the conflict project mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. After that, I will attend two days in a week. Great. Mm. Um, so, how long has that been, did you say? Is that, so, has that been from 2007? 2007. Wow, okay. So, you've been coming to here that long? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, it must mean a lot to you if you've been here yeah. that long. Mm. Um, so, when you said you were an asylum seeker, where are you from originally? I'm from Ethiopia. Oh, okay. Mm. Great. Um, so, um, how are you fi- um, when you first transitioned here, um, w- did you find England a nice place to be? Mm, but uh, when I came it was uh, uh, winter mm-hmm. and uh, it was very cold. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can imagine, yeah. <laughs> yeah, for someone from Ethiopia, I can understand that, yeah. Until winter, yeah. Um, but I like to see the snow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I can imagine that's fun, yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, I can totally see that because um, I imagine it doesn't didn't snow very much in Ethiopia, no. <laughs> if at all. Were well, you talking about a country? <laughs> okay. Yeah. We're talking about a country that suffered suffered years of drought and things. Yes. So to come to a winter, it's a huge mm-hmm. um, difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, correct me if I'm wrong, then Esther. Is one of the nice things about coming to Comfrey Project have you developed some friendships here? Yes. Uh, 
there is a lot of uh, people from uh, different countries, mm -hmm. different countries, mm -hmm. different language, and mm -hmm. uh, a lot of different things, but uh, uh, we are the same. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. It's good. That's, yeah. A, yeah. that's a great example for the type of show that we do, um, um, obviously about mental health. And so, um, well, as I, as I to told you before we started doing this, whatever you're comfortable sharing, but um, I just guess the, the general way of asking you this is, you said about having mental health issues, because um, I've, I've had depression before, um, so we talk about that on our show a lot. Um, and I'm curious to say, within your own words, how do you feel that the Confrey Project has helped you with your mental health? Yes, of course. Uh, when I came here, uh, I, I I got friends. I took uh, I talk with them. Um, uh, it is green. Mm -hmm. uh, the stuff is good. Yeah. Yeah. Did it? All would you, us, would uh, you say improved your confidence as well? And uh, yes, uh, a little bit. A little bit. Yeah. 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 Have you um um. Uh, as another aspect being because this is another thing we find interesting about I guess this, this is a, like a sort of community project have you have you developed any skills um, by coming here as well maybe like I don't because I know people do like cooking and gardening is that something you've, you've yes, learned uh, I can't uh, to dig something mm -hmm. or cooking mm -hmm. but I watering the plant mm -hmm. I, I'm working that way so I guess um, I, I know obviously talking to you this is probably an obvious thing but mm -hmm. um, if, if if someone was um, in your situation from 2007 mm -hmm. would you obviously recommend people if they ended up in Gateshead to come to the Comfrey project yes yes mm -hmm. a lot of people I always taste to them mm -hmm. yeah some of them they come and some of them uh, they start their lesson mm -hmm. because of that not too much mm -hmm. I mean, um, did they? Because um, I know we, we we talked to Belmira about this as well. Did um, are these? Did it, does the Comfrey Project help with? Um, did you were you? Did you speak English when you came here? Um, or did you have to learn when you uh, got here? A little bit, mm -hmm. but now there is compensation to to yes to speak. Like Vermila, she, yes. she gives us a massage. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah and I, I, as we heard in the lunch, apparently, her, hers is really good. <laughs> that quite, didn't she? Yeah. In the studio, she yeah, we, we interviewed Belmira um, a few weeks yeah. ago, and yeah. uh, she never mentioned anything about yeah. that, so that was interesting. Mm. Um, well, thank you, um, thank you so much for joining us, and um, and I, it's really pleasing to hear, um, Esther, that you that you do that you sound, you know you you. I mean, obviously that's 12 years ago from 2017, so yeah. it's amazing. Uh, 2007, sorry, not 2017. Um, so I guess just in summary, um, uh, being in now a different country than from uh, from Ethiopia, um, has it been a fulfilling a fulfilling journey up to this point? Being in England and uh, does it feel does it feel good? Are you in a good place now? I feel yeah, good. Yeah. 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 There is no war or corruption or touch. There is yeah. no fear. This is uh, peace. Yeah, peace. Yeah. And uh, freedom to speak. Wow. How, what a yeah, powerful way. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's what, good. A what a powerful the way. The country seems to 
the ethos is kind of peace as well, isn't it? You get mm-hmm. that peaceful, you know, like we've just been. Yeah, in. Yes, I'm hoping you can hear it in our on the microphones yeah. and stuff as we're recording this. Mm-hmm. Just that it, it's just so peaceful. We're currently in the garden yeah. interviewing, and, and considering yeah. we're in a, a very urban part, you can still create some sort of peace as long as you have like greenery and trees and everything around here. And yeah, um, I guess because we ask people this, Esther, mm-hmm. quite often. I guess this is a good final question to ask you. Um, because the reason we do our show, it's about mental health and it's about, it's about us talking about it openly and freely and, and, and trying to create an understanding with people and, and, and empathy and all that kind of thing. From your experience, because it's such a unique example, what would you say you would say to people about mental health to make everyone, you know, in a better place and be more understanding? What advice would you give people? If they are coming or uh, enjoy here, mm-hmm. it's good. Yeah. It's good. Mm-hmm. But uh, when our mental health, for example, I'm not, uh, I'm not happy. Mm-hmm. Um, when I came here, just it's good for me mm-hmm. and uh, if there is uh, mental health or depression problem I will show this place yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. wow trust mm-hmm. yeah. would you say trust, trust okay. I th- yeah that, that's powerful because I think that's exactly it is mm-hmm. that yeah um, mm-hmm. particularly in your situation where you've went from somewhere where you don't know anybody when you come here mm-hmm. you've got to develop a trust so the mm-hmm. fact that you're willing to talk to them about your mental health tells, says a lot really mm-hmm. so would you say finally it's a community of people here yeah uh, feel safe here's, uh, yes it's safe it is uh, I guess you don't become is- you don't become isolated here do you, you you're amongst people therefore you you there's a togetherness about you know and togetherness brings yeah. Yeah. Peace and enlightenment and that yeah. sort of thing, yeah. I didn't remember that uh, uh, there is a joke, there is uh, uh, a lot of fun mm-hmm. uh, with him. Yep. Mm. Entertaining. Entertaining, yeah. yeah. Great. Well, thanks so much for talking to us, Esther, thank and and, and, and giving us the opportunity to, to, to know about yourself, and thank you for being honest yeah. and open. And um, and continued success. I'm, I'm, and and I hope the convey project stays along and all of that. So thank you, Esther. Much appreciated. Thank you. Thank you so much. Right. What we're going to do now, guys, is we're going to take a, a quick break, and then we'll be back to talk to someone else from the convey project. Uh, but we will be back in the studio with our future selves uh, right after these messages. Sick of the same old radio sound? <sighs> then you need vibrant radio. Spice up your life. Spice FM, 98.8 FM. Life is so simple. A little boy, a little girl. Laughing and loving. Trying to figure out the world. It felt like summer when I kissed you in the rain And I know your story, but tell me again 
Nothing you say wouldn't interest me. All of your words are like poems to me. I would be honored if you would take me as I am. I want you to look right in my eyes to tell me you love me to be by my side. I want you at the end of my life. I want to see your face. Want to fall with grace at the moment I die. Is that Hope you're still with me when I'm not quite myself, and I pray that you'll lift me when you know I need help. It's a warm celebration of all of our years. I dream of our story, of our fairy tale. Family dinners and family trees, teaching the kids to say thank you and please, knowing if we stay together that things will be right. I want you to look right in my eyes, to tell me you love me, to be by my side. Everybody, welcome back to Mentally Sound. I know you'd rather prefer hearing Lady Gaga finish that song than talk, listen to me, but um, that was Is That All Right from the soundtrack of A Star Is Born. I haven't actually seen A Star Is Born, so I'm no, not 100% sure if that was in the, the, the film or not, but um, I know that she released that. Um, like during or after the film was on, and I think it's a fantastic song. Um, I saw it actually on an American advert. It was play, it was playing for some perfume or something. Um, and I was like, "What's that song?" And it sounds like Lady Gaga. And I had to track it down, and so I basically had it ready for. I actually had that ready for our last show, and never got a chance to play it. Uh-huh. So, um, thought that was um, thought that was a, a fun, nice little romantic little uh, nice 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 thing to get us the next segment uh, what I need to say obviously welcome back to Mentally Sound uh, this is our Thursday show because we're doing it as a special for Mental Health Awareness Week we are usually on Fridays 12 till 2pm so before I forget our next show is a week tomorrow 12 till 2pm for our fir- for our, oh no it's not it's, it's two, two weeks, weeks time two weeks. I always got to remember there's five weeks in this month uh, yeah. that's, that's a, so it's three uh, two weeks tomorrow I believe um, it's the 31st thank you 31st that's why I always forget because it's the last day of May yeah. Um, yeah, so the 31st of May is our next show, and obviously, please check us out on iTunes or any other podcast directory. The, the shows that are not up currently are going to be up for relatively soon, so as well as this one in two weeks' time. So um, please check that stuff out. Um, also, I must mention before I do about the Comfrey project.
subject uh, before we get our next guest, Tracy, who's waiting in the wings. Hopefully the, the phone's working, fingers crossed. Um, I hope she can hear us. Um, is the uh, Geek Apocalypse. Um, so we've been playing three parts of the Comfort Project. We've got one part left to play, which is that's my marbles dropping yet again. Um, this this, not going well this table is on a slope. Uh, yeah. It's not that I'm like 16 and finally it's happened. Uh, <laughs> but um, uh, Sorry if you hear that. have to get in touch with Sean again. Yeah, so yeah, yeah no, I need to get more marbles. Lost my marbles. Clearly, I just got. I don't take risks anymore. That's the problem. Playing hungry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Well, that bored of the show now. Playing hungry. Um, but, <laughs> but no. So um, there was an extra interview. Is what I'm trying to say that we did at the Comfort with Project Johnny. with Johnny from Handcrafted. Yeah. Um, and so we've been invited there. Haven't we? Yes, we to do a pre-record for this show yeah. in the coming weeks. Yeah. So the reason I'm saying this is that we're going to add that as a, we're going to basically release the whole Confrey project all in one chunk instead of playing them in parts here. And I'm going to release that as a Geek Apocalypse podcast with the added interview as an incentive, Johnny from Handcrafted, because we couldn't work, we couldn't find a way to make it work on this two hour show to put that interview in because we've got a lot of people who, you know, we've got guests that we want to talk to and uh, we are limited to only two hours. So with the amount that we had done at the Confrey project, we just didn't think it made sense to play that interview. So we're going to put it on Giga Populous podcast and that's going to be released sometime soon, hopefully Friday as in tomorrow. Um, Would so it be gonna... on the mentally sound as well? We added on to, uh, I could do yeah. actually. Yeah, yeah, I could find a way of doing that. that yeah. That's not a bad idea. I might, I might, if I can find a way to do it, I will. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so, so, so just to let you know that, uh, is going to be released in the next few days. So, uh, do, do, do check that out if you want to listen to all the parts all in one, all at once. But we'll not keep her waiting any longer. We hope to, um, I can't say that because I don't want to hurt any religious people. We hope to, um, <laughs> I don't know what the right word is to not, uh, we hope it's working. That's basically what I'm saying. Tracy, can you hear us? Hi, yes. Yay! Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> right, that's it, Tracy. Thanks for joining us. Uh, <laughs> right out of time. <laughs> um, but no, Tracy, uh, so let me provide the context, Tracy. Just wanted to check that you could hear her. Um, so Tracy Rogers uh, is the, so, um, the son. Uh, her son was Jerome from Killed by My Debt, which was a, a documentary that was done on BBC Three. And she was on last year to promote that programme. And we have some unbelievable news about what happened, uh, which we touched on earlier in the show, is the show won some awards. So we wanted to ask Tracy on to discuss her sort of response to that. So, Tracy, how are you feeling? Hi. Um, yeah, we're obviously over the moon that uh, we won the BAFTA for Best Single Drama. Mm-hmm. Um, it was totally unexpected. You know, it, we're just like really flabbergasted and obviously like really happy that everyone's acknowledged, you know, Jerome's story. Yeah. Um, I mean, the the obvious uh, sort of elephant in the room question is: Did you feel, you know, when we talked to you all back, it's sort of I think we we determined it was some sort of like May last year when it was on iPlayer. Um, did you did you ever think it, it sounds a, a silly question to ask? Because I imagine you didn't. But did you ever think when you you know collaborated on making this program that it ever reached the level of being sort of respected on that level? No, no. Even you know, <coughs> Joe and I were talking that you know. Two years ago, we were sitting in my living room, you know, just talking about Jerome and, you know, what the plan was making, like, the drama. And he said, you know, who who would have thought, like, two years later that it would have won a bus day? It, it was just, you know, we thought it was just going to be something that would be put on iPlayer, you know, maybe a few thousand people would see it. Um, but obviously, alongside the short films that have been put alongside it, the editorial piece, um, that was written um, How That Kills 
Joe said over 14 million people have read and seen, you know, all the articles about Jerome. So, you know, no, we didn't. Didn't expect it to reach as far as it has done at all. No, absolutely. I can I can imagine that. I mean, considering you know, uh, as as we just pointed out earlier, it was on BBC Three, which is not obviously not the the, the main BBC programmes, yeah. but the fact that yeah. it's um, reached out in that sense. I mean. Um, mm. Uh, one of the things we we talked about when you were last on, obviously, because to provide the context in case people are listening to this that haven't heard of it, who maybe did miss the Baftas or anything like that, is um, and, and I, obviously I will we'll let you say it in your own words. But it's basically about um, so for the context, it's about your son Jerome who um, uh, ended up creating a, a debt, which me and Ricky have both seen because we did his research when you were last on. Um, so you want to tell people just the rough idea about um, about why your motivation behind doing the program in the first place. Well, I think it was more, you know, <clears throat> excuse me, the injustice we felt like, you know, Jerome didn't get himself in any kind of debt. It was a debt that was put on, you know, through through him trying to work, through mm-hmm. getting penalty trials notices. You know, he did try and pay it, couldn't because of the circumstances of his work and, you know, the short time you get to pay it. And then obviously the penalty charge notices going up and then being put in the hands of bailiffs. Um, uh, you know, and he had tried to ring up the bailiff company, come to an arrangement so he could pay the fine off at an affordable and manageable, um, you know, level of time. Yeah. And yeah, and he was just refused, you know, all along. And obviously, you know, we know why because obviously bailiffs are in the business of making money. If they collected it and or came to an arrangement plan with Jerome, they wouldn't have been making. Yeah, you know, the type of money that they'd hoped to have made out of Jerome. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, another thing I don't I don't actually know whether or not I asked you this uh, last time you were on, um, but obviously we encourage people because you told me um, while we were on the phone waiting to come back on air. Um, is it actually back on iPlayer now? The program. I think it's on iPlayer now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, that's, as that's... far as I know. I mean, if not, I'm sure BBC will be putting it back on pretty soon. Yeah, because obviously we'll talk about the the wonderful news about the award. I know you you just you just mentioned it earlier, but um, one of the things that I'm not sure I asked you the first time, which has made me curious, because I've seen it a few times, and um, how accurate based? I mean, I know because obviously you were involved in the whole process yeah. from from what you told about last time. How accurate? Um, because I guess the reason I'm asking what you, you have sort of preempted what I'm about to say here, and in, in the obviously when something gets dramatized it it, it it might be sort of manipulated to to be condensed to be a certain time frame or and um, it's it's a complicated story so you have to condense it somewhat like so in that sense how accurate is the portrayal of what jerome went through do you think oh it's really accurate i mean obviously there's parts of it that they do use real life um body camera mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but it is completely accurate like you say that some of it is condensed you know, to to make it fit into the hour hour time slot, but all of it is, you know, <coughs> true. You know, Holly, Nat, and I all had our input into it. You know, we was um, kept in uh, contact the whole way through. You know, we saw the the finished article before it got edited. So there's not when there were look parts of it that weren't quite right. We told Joe and Laura, and straight away they fixed them. They made mm-hmm. everything, you know, they had all the documents that Jerome has received. They did lots of um, behind-the-scenes investigating into City Sprint and, you know, the Bailey system. So, yeah, it was as accurate 
as it could be. You know, obviously we don't know completely what went on in Jerome's head. That's of course, the only mm-hmm. thing yes, mm-hmm. that we do not know. We, you know, that's just built on how we know. You know, <coughs> it's also know based on his internet searches, wasn't it, and things like yeah, that? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The internet searches. I mean, they they had his laptop. They had it all um, downloaded onto a CD mm. once. So and I imagine the benefit. And I imagine the benefit of having you for access, you've obviously got your experiences of, of you, your son, and, and you probably gave him a rough idea about what his personality was like and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not only us, but Jerome's really close friends yes. as well. They contacted them just to get the other side of Jerome, what his personality was like, mm-hmm. you know, as a friend, you know, not as a son and a brother. Mm-hmm. And, you know, um, yeah, they had a great input as well. Mm-hmm. Hi, Tracy. Ricky here. Hi, great, How great to you? talk to you again. Huge, huge congratulations. Um, you know, we were all giddy and chuffed when we heard the news. Just yeah, going back, yeah. going back to the night of the Baftas. What, what was it like sitting there and that that moment of when killed by my debt was read out on stage? Uh, well, it was, it was, it was really surreal because yeah. uh, when we first went into um, the the um, ceremony, you know, Joe said to us, you know, we're not, we're not going to win. we're just chuffed that we've even been nominated let alone winning we do not expect that so he says no if by any chance we do win then you know we all go down we all you know say thank you Mm -hmm. but he said it's not going to happen so Nat and I did not have any speeches prepared at all (laughs) to say you know to say anything and you know we were sitting there we weren't all sitting together but Macy my youngest daughter was sitting next to me I was sitting next to a couple of casts from, from EastEnders. He's one <laughs> So we're sitting there thinking, we're not going to win anything, right. you know. And then they called it, and it was just, you know, Holly and I looked at each other, and I just grabbed my hands, and we went straight down there. And it was, it was just the most unbelievable <laughs> experience that I've ever had. It was just, you know, we still can't really believe it, you know. Mm-hmm. That our, our story, our little story about, <coughs> you know, my son mm-hmm. has won a BAFTA. Mm-hmm. I know. I imagine that's quite surreal, even as to say it even now. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I mean, is it true what they say? Because I mean, uh, uh, as someone who's a bit of a nerd for for, um, I always I always think of the late great Robin Williams when he used to he, he talked about whenever he got like Oscar nominated, for example, he used to tell these really hilarious stories about where he's like, when you don't win and you're always like really upset, which obviously you know that, that that's not happened to you. But when he talked about winning for Goodwill Hunting and he says like, I know Robin Williams, like it really gets all. Re- does it? Did it? Does it really feel like? time slowed down because that was the way he described yeah. it yeah it was you know I just keep looking back at it because we've got it on YouTube and every time I, I look at it <laughs> and kind of hear the words it, it still doesn't really sink in mm-hmm. yeah it's, you know it's yeah, it's what a huge really what a huge win for Jerome's legacy though I mean I know I mean you said that it hasn't all synced in yet but what, what do you think and I know I put questions to previous, but in terms of, um, do you think this documentary now, ha- this documentary stroke drama has more impetus in terms of it has kind of educational properties that people can watch this learning more about the relationship between yeah. dead and mental health and how it can help yeah. other people in future? Yeah, yeah I, I mean, and Chance and touched upon that on one of on his interviews. He mm-hmm. went in and done red carpet, and I'm, I'm not quite sure in what um, dimension it's been used as an educational tool yeah but I know they were talking about showing it in maybe six form you know six right. form schools okay. colleges just for people to kind of 
you know, maybe be a bit more aware, of, you know, of what that you can get in through no fault of your mm. own, and just, you know, and just so the people know what the devastating impact can be on a family mm. if you are feeling that low and you are thinking about ending your own life, or you know, you're just not coping with things that, you know the effect that it can have on your family Mm. if you're not there and what it does leave behind but um i think it should definitely be used in some kind of yeah some kind of way so what do you think it could get a potentially a prime time slot again at some point on the back of this win or does it not work that way i'm not really sure how it works i I would have thought at some point maybe they will show it again maybe Mm. you know because it's obviously only been a year since it was you know just under a year since it was last on and Maybe hopefully once things have moved on, maybe in Parliament and it yeah. you know, it comes back into the headlines again yeah. and you know. But there are some other kind of things I'm working on. With, well, not working on yet, but hopefully we'll be able to work on in the future mm-hmm. to you know change things. Yeah. Great. Yeah. I mean, it'd be interesting to see if they did replay it that they just they, they, they manipulate the credits to be like the Bathroom Award winning. Uh, <laughs> look, yeah. yeah, that would be an interesting yeah. thing if they actually went and yeah. went to the trouble of doing that. I'm curious to ask you because I remember last time you were on. One of the things that I said because uh, as we just touched on earlier, we we watched it before you came on, so it was fresh in our memory. Mm-hmm. And I remember saying how much I thought the guy who I, I forgive me because I I don't remember the, the the gentleman's name, but the guy who played Jerome. I thought yeah. it was amazing. Sorry, what was that? Yeah. What was his name? Did you yeah, say there? His name's Chance. Chance Bedomo. Chance. Okay. Um, yeah. yeah, he was phenomenal. And I'm just curious, when you did win, did you get an opportunity to reminisce about that with the cast? With the uh, the only one who the only people who were from the past was Chance, um, and he was up for um, leading actor. Oh, okay. Yeah, so he was up against Hugh Grant and <laughs> Benedict. Cumberbatch. Wow, I can't remember his name, but Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, he yeah. won for Patrick um, Melrose or whatever it was called. Yeah, yeah. he did win. Um, mm-hmm. But um, I think Chance was just over the moon to like like us to just been nominated at the moment. He's in California. Um, he's the lead male role in Sabrina. Oh, really? He's got mm. quite a big part over there anyway, and he's got a huge following in the states. Good for so, him. You know, who knows what could come. Yeah, I'm so pleased to hear that because I think, as I said, I thought he was phenomenal um, when I watched it the first time. Yeah, um, yeah I was you like, know what, he looks actually so much like Jerome and he is the most down-to-earth, nicest young man mm-hmm. you could mm-hmm. really hope, I could have hoped that would have played my fun. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a that that but that's a huge compliment. Um, yeah. uh, you know, I mean, but, but that, that that can't get any higher praise, really. Um, yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. And and yeah, I just um, I I just uh, yeah, I'm just I'm over the moon. Like you should yeah. see when we were talking about it earlier, just the smile me and Ricky had on our face, yeah. and we were like, yeah, we're just so happy because well, we we texted each other, didn't we? Did, yes. did you know kill my bed by my death? Yeah, my and you went, yeah, I was about to tell you that. Yeah, because yeah. um, I because um, I'm it's not my thing watching the Baftas, but if I if I had known, because I got yeah. loads of people telling me that it won, because we obviously. You knew that we would we we promote we in a sense yeah. promoted it and had you on before yeah. had you on the show yeah. and I was like oh my god I had no idea so yeah um so I I'm, I'm gonna find I'm gonna track down the YouTube video I want to see your yeah, <laughs> I've seen, yeah, I've I seen mean, it a few times track that down and, and Chance Podermo uh, talking about his role in it as well um mm-hmm. you know that that was a really good watch as well but um. Yeah, I mean, as dramas yeah. go, I mean, we were talking before with the previous guest about how we react to certain things, particularly we're talking about songs, but when it comes to dramas, I don't think I've ever um, 
cried openly at watching a, yeah. a sensitive drama, yeah. but Killed by My yeah. Debt, I think, was the first time that yeah. that happened wow. at the end. Yeah. It just, it was so... I, I'm having quite a lot of messages come through still, even up until last week, from complete strangers saying that yeah. they've watched it and, you know, it's reduced them to tears and they've just felt like they had to find me and mm. just sort of, you know, just um, send their sympathy. Um, but, yeah, it's, I think, you know, I think you've got to be quite cold not to touch mm. you in some in some aspect, yeah. you know, of it's, course, it's a position that any of us, could, you know, could ever, you know, could be in at any point about in our lives. So as the, the current state of play things in terms of laws around bailiffs, and we, we had a chat, didn't we, Steve, with Money and Mental Health, who I know that you've been collaborating with, Tracy. Um, yeah. What's yeah. what's what's the situation now? And I guess. I, I mean, I have to ask this in a way because because killed by my debt has have has achieved this huge accolade. Mm-hmm. What what will that carry more momentum for more change? Do you think? I hope so. Obviously, it's, it the, the drama is obviously a good platform for mm. um, money and mental health and step change and citizens' advice. You know, they yeah. they bring out a lot of papers all the time, and you know, Jerome's name is mentioned in a few of them. Mm. Um, and I did go along with money and mental health back in the beginning of December and did a, a, a little speech at the House of Parliament with mm-hmm. um, Martin Lewis yeah. and the Minister of Suicide mm-hmm. Prevention. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think at the moment we're still waiting for the MOJ to... Um, it's the Ministry of Justice, yeah. Evidence. Yeah, yeah. The, they've had their call for evidence. And just, we're just going to wait for the outcome of that. Mm-hmm. And then hopefully there'll be enough there for them to think about somehow regulating the bailiff system but mm-hmm. there has there, we've been to parliament a few times because mm-hmm. one of the mps did bring a debate to um the minister of justice yeah. um and then we did go to a another it was a couple of times we went there where there was a cross-party um debate not a debate but an inquiry mm-hmm. um into the bailiff system mm-hmm. that was really interesting because they did have the ceo or Sivia there. Right, okay. Which was quite an interesting listen. Mm. Yeah, because actually the thing uh, that uh, Ricky was touching on something I was just about uh, on the on the back of that actually, it's, it, very relevant to what Ricky just asked you, was I was thinking as we were having this discussion because, um, as I say, for those who haven't seen Killed by My Debt, please, you know, tra- track it down. Hopefully, be, I hope, hope BBC have got it up so people can, to, can watch it. Um, because one of the things that's powerful in that, and actually this is a program I've seen since and I wanted to ask you, Tracy, this directly, was, I mean, the, the, the way that bailiffs talk to people and the and the whole system about that and i know that when i remember last time you were on we touched on the 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 how powerful that was and 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 how you know that is a, a, a quite a significant portion of of kill by my debt is just the, the the fear that you that your your son went through and now you find because you know that the thing that the the, the 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 relevance i'm getting to is that reality tv shows now is is in the news because obviously the thing that's happened with jeremy Kell, which we've not even discussed on the yeah. show yet which i'm sure we will in a second yeah. as well as all like the people that are happening with you know celebrity love island or whatever it's called or yeah. you know these people who are committing suicide or whatever and now you see there's a program on channel five which i forget the name of which i saw which terrified me which was about bailiffs like it's a whole thing about if you don't pay debt that these bailiffs come to your house and they've got like body cams and it's all real real situations and i find that very um and the way that they talk to camera i find very off-putting and i'm and i don't like watching the program it, it makes me very uncomfortable and i just think yeah. do you think as a byproduct of that i mean you feel free to 
share your opinion on that if you want. But the part, that question I was going to ask you is, do you think the reason Killed by My Debt is so powerful is because it's from the point of view of the person going through it as opposed to, yeah. you know, the, the, the powerful yeah. ones, the one that have all the power. It's the victim yeah. in it. Exactly. Do you yeah, think I that's think the case? So. It definitely yeah. gives an insight into to how that person on the other side of that, you know, that intimidation mm-hmm. and that power is, is feeling. And I think that's why it does hit home to a lot of people because that's, you know, that's how a majority of people would be they're not going to be on the other side being the one doing the intimidating yeah exactly the money mm-hmm. it's more likely that they're going to be you know on the um other end of it but yeah i think i think definitely that's why um people can relate to it yeah and i hope i hope um when we see the term reality that we actually that hopefully television moving forward does actual yeah. real shows in yeah. the word reality that's not really reality if there's sort of scripted tv or or a reality yeah. that in a, in a really it's a kind sort of, of a strange way. coincidence all um, these have come together at once so you've got killed by my debt who's won this accolade yeah. as you say for powerful personal reasons and then reality TV is back in the news again, but due to yeah. other tragedies going on there. So yeah, it, it's yeah. kind of like it's all about how 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 people are made to feel about themselves. Yeah, because mm-hmm. it is a form of you know intimidation and bullying. And I'm not saying that's what happened on Jeremy Kyle, yeah. but when you feel like you have been pushed into a corner mm. where you shouldn't be, and you feel like there is no way out. You're not really listening to what no. maybe, you know, a lot of times... And they keep talking about, like, things like personal responsibility, but, I mean, if you're vulnerable, if you're being hounded, it's almost like you're being pushed... Imagine that on a, on a vulnerable person. I was watching a similar program to what you were describing, Steve, and there was a person there who was taking out personal, um, you know, payday loans and stuff that was, like, £500 each time. And I was, like, yeah. thinking... You know, it's almost like poverty porn in a way. I mean, I was thinking, mm. this person needs help. And she's not yeah. getting the help. And yet, I can imagine other people might be watching thinking as well. She's obviously creating a problem for herself and she deserved. But I mean, if you're vulnerable, I mean, what options do you have? People yeah. are driven yeah. to take I mean, such... people take out these, these loans. They're not taking them out to go out and buy designer clothes. They're taking yeah. them out to buy food for their children. To survive, to yeah. Their gas, they pay for their electric, you mm-hmm. know, to pay mm-hmm. for children's, you know, their children's school uniforms. They're not taking them out because they want to end up paying, you know, getting a £500 loan. I want to yeah. pay back fifteen hundred pounds. Yeah. They're not doing it for that reason. No. You know, they are. They are. These loan companies and payday loan companies are preying mm. on the people that mm. are desperate, and that's mm. why they're paying back three, four, five times as much money because they've got a captive audience with them. And it's they worse when they turn that out. when they turn that into entertainment to think this is good viewing and yeah. you know, it, it becomes a human circus and which I find quite mm. appalling it's a good full circle as well to about Kill by my debt because the uh, another thing that I remember being so powerful as well again encourage people to listen to it if they haven't uh, watch it if they haven't seen it but um, the zero hour contract situation yeah. that, that, that you know that you know that that's a whole other thing that we yeah. haven't got time to get yeah. into but yeah. um, because I guess the whole thing that we're talking about in terms of debt in terms of debt and loan companies like you said Ricky's great example where I I very I get very frustrated and obviously you know you uh, Tracy you know this better than anyone is when people say that it's all down to well why don't you just like hard work and 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 mm-hmm. and get the money and you find yourself going if they had the opportunity to know that they what you said there was very beautifully put that 
if they had the opportunity to work harder, know they would get the money by in a month's time or to or whatever. You know, if they actually had a consistent way of get, earning money, they're not the people who are using these companies, as you said. It's these people, the people who go, I can either get this loan and work out how I'm going to get that money, but I, I I can guarantee that I can feed my kids for one month instead of them, you know, giving them giving them scraps for for yeah, yeah. for every couple of days because we can't feed them every day. Time, you? Yeah, getting through the next week or. Next mm-hmm two weeks you're yeah. not thinking oh well you know in, in a month's time i'm not going to be able to afford the exactly. That far ahead. Yeah, exactly. And, and and as I'm saying, if you said to them, "Oh, well, we'll give you a job where you can consistently get this type of money," are you seriously saying that then people aren't going to do that? The problem is they don't have that opportunity. That's the reason yeah. they do these things. Yeah. Um, yeah. you know, so that's why, like, I think Jerome's story and Kill by My Debt's really powerful because you can tell he was wanting to work hard and 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 yeah. solve the problem, and and, and uh, it, that wasn't possible. So. Um, anyway, I, I yeah, to so say huge congratulations. I will track down the video. I'm I'm really yeah. I I feel it's a victory for all of us. Uh, yeah, <laughs> if I can say so. Um, but yeah, yeah obviously that, for yourself. To be honest with you, that's why we did it. That's why we made the film because we want other people to see it, and you know it is you know it reaches out to everyone, and everyone mm-hmm. could be in that position that Jerome. Within. Mm. I, absolutely, yeah, and I mean we've had actually a, 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 the the head of a think tank for Martin Lewis um, about the gambler gambling for in the in the government. We've we, we, we've oh, talked yeah. to, we've talked about that on the Bri- air. Brian Semples, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, that's thank you again. Yeah, yeah, way yeah, better yeah, remembering yeah. this. You know, do you know Brian Tracy? Yeah, 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 yeah. I've met him a few times. Yeah, yeah. yeah. we talked a bit about Killed by My Debt with him as well, and yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. I guess in summary, yeah. to be, I mean, because obviously I know because we're, we're in the prime slot on Thursdays, Tracy. <laughs> we're we're moving up in the world. Is uh, <laughs> is um. <laughs> You, I guess to well, end we've, on got a, winner, we've got winners on our show. Of <laughs> yeah, exactly, we're yeah. <laughs> we were joking because we we've won a couple of um, you know awards and stuff like that, and we're like we feel very inferior yeah. uh, right now because <laughs> um, we were talking about we went to a, a project uh, this week and uh, we were in it. We should tell this now. Well, while Tracy's on the phone, is that because we, we were going to talk about it? Is we went to a project which uh, deals with um, refugees and asylum seekers in terms of helping oh. them acclimatize, and it was it yeah. was so wonderful. We were there like for three hours, and it was unbelievably nice and Aww. they they fed us and so during it we basically they went we're going to introduce everybody because there was loads of people there like sort of visiting the complex and, and so we were sitting there having our uh, like Iranian soup it was but yeah. made by an Iranian it was yeah. delicious yeah. and and then the, so we went around the room and we were all saying like these answers said say an interesting fact about yourself and I, around, I thought my Beatles story might my, 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 so did I I thought uh, you did wonderful Ricky and then and then halfway through this lady who's sitting there quite quietly just listening intently <laughs> All clapping good. Um, interesting fact: I won two gold Olympic gold medals. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and we all went. kept them in a little handbag. Yeah. Uh, what was that, Tracy? That's more than an interesting fact. Yeah, exactly. It's a. Like, it was one of them things where, like, the next person went. Well, how can we top that? How do you follow that? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the first. Uh, you just don't know what's going on in someone's life and what they've achieved. Exactly. Until, you know, until you mm-hmm. talk to them and yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. If that that's one of the reasons yeah. I love interviewing people, there's don't judge a book by its cover. Um, exactly. you, you, um, and that's is that yeah, that's exactly the point because as I said, she came across as a quite thoughtful, quiet person, and yeah, obviously she had this competitive edge to win two gold medals. But and then, then other people so who, when asked what interesting facts were about them, to them it was just coming to the centre. And and that was enough for them, yeah. and you, that was yeah. that was perfectly yeah. acceptable. Yeah. So, so as I was saying, so the, the last question I asked you, Tracy, sorry, we've been talking to you forever. I hope it's okay. Is yeah, um, uh, is 
just from a positive note about debt, because obviously that, that you know that that's the, the I guess the killer the, the the killer term in in the in the title based on your yeah. on your son's thing is. Do you think, considering it's been a year since we talk, how do you feel about the way there our attitude towards debt and all your all your campaigning that you're doing and whatnot? Do you feel more positive about the direction it's heading? I think it's, it's yeah, it's very small steps at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, anything when when you're trying to change laws and, you know, do something quite, that's been, you know, set in stone for so many years and trying to change something that not a lot of, you know, not everyone wants change is always going to be an upwards battle. Mm-hmm. But I think we're definitely getting on the right path to mm-hmm. changing, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. the way bailiffs are, People talking about you know their debt as well. I think that I think probably that's one of the good things about the drama is that it's maybe getting parents that have seen it and thinking, oh my god, I've got you know a 19 year old son who's just left college and he's trying to get a job. Talking to them and saying, look, if you if you ever get in a position where you feel like you're struggling and you know, make sure you come to me and you talk to me about it because I don't want you to end up. That is such a sound point because what what you're saying there is essentially about prevention as well, aren't you? Because afterwards it's too late, really. So we're getting in there before it all kind of manifests. Yeah, yeah. 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 Good point. Because I do exactly the same thing with Macy. She's only, you know, she's 11, and I see Mm. a lot of her personality, um, Jerome's personality in Macy. And I'm always talking to her and saying to her, you know, you ever ever feel sad about anything, you come and tell Mm. me. You know, just, uh, uh, you know, I talk to her along that way now because you know probably <coughs> 10, 10 years ago I didn't talk to my older children like that because you know they were always quite happy and you know yeah I mean what you're touching on there family is life, whereas like now you feel like you've got to like question it's the stigma isn't it and mental stability now and and debt shouldn't be an, an issue or a topic that shouldn't be out of bounds when talking. I mean, exactly. you know, it's, it's a problem yeah. for a lot of people. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Well, continued success, uh, Tracy. It's been a real pleasure. I've just while you uh, you and Ricky were talking there, as far as I can tell, I've went on the BBC website and it says you can click watch now on Kill by My Debt. So I'm pretty certain oh, okay. it it says two months two months left to watch. So it looks like to me oh, that okay. they've only just right. put it back up. Um, yeah, so that's, that's wonderful. So if you go to yeah. BBC.co.uk, well, type in Kill by My Debt on Google and you'll find it it comes up Excellent. um so i encourage anyone who's listening to this who thinks this is this is interesting obviously with this being in a prime slot hopefully more people will be listening mm-hmm. to this mm-hmm. um and encourage people to to check it out if you haven't because it's a fantastic yeah. documentary and well deserved and all the awards that it's yeah. won so um congrats tracy continued success i'm Thank really you. happy for you uh, we are as a as a show just uh, very very um, for her, we we really happy when I heard that I actually couldn't legitimately be, was couldn't be really, more happy for you, Tracy, and, um, and you know, yeah, love to you and love you. to Holly and the rest yeah. of the family. Just amazing, amazing accolade. Well thank done. Thank you for allowing me to come back on and talk. No, well, huge pleasure, done. huge pleasure. Yep. And as I say, I know you said touched on some stuff that you're working on. If there's anything that you that you have coming up, we'd love to talk to you yeah. again um, about yeah, anything. Definitely, um, I'll definitely keep you um, informed. Of and if you ever appear this neck of the woods, we'll you know you're welcome to come to the studio and yeah, another, no? yeah. Amazing. Yeah, definitely. That was, yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Great. Well, thanks definitely. so much, Tracy. If I live up in Newcastle, I will definitely let you know. Great. Yeah. We'll show you the sites, <laughs> <laughs> as they say. <laughs> <laughs> Although I, I was going to say to you, last time I spoke to you, I've become a dad. Um, so that's oh, wow. that, that's probably yeah, one of the reasons. 
Uh, thank you very much. Um, and that's one of the reasons I think we talk on the air. I'm taking a break right now. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to get some sleep on here. <laughs> for me, it's talking therapy. For Steve, it's a break. Yeah. It's coming here. Yeah, so if, so I might be able to swindle the coffee, Tracy. That's about as much yeah. as I... <laughs> much time for that can give. Anyway, huge thank you, Tracy, and uh, enjoy the rest of your week. Thanks so much. Thank you, Tracy. Thanks, See you. cheers. Bye-bye. 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 Wow, fantastic. What a lovely guest. Um, we've been talking forever, but um, I should have actually mentioned as well, Sandeep said we can go a little bit over six o'clock, so if you're okay with that, I thought yeah. we'd do, because we need yeah. to play We need to play part three of our uh, thing, and then we'll basically just wrap things up before mm-hmm. 6.30 when we need to play mm-hmm. um, the thing for Ramadan, because yeah. there's, a, there's a Ramadan thing we have to play, which is at, um, quarter, at half past six, uh, as Sandeep said, well, quarter past roughly. So we're going to play this pre-record right now, if I'll just uh, get it on the database. Um, I could have talked to her forever. She's such a yeah. wonderful guest. Yeah. Um, so we're going to play this part three. This is Eleni, who is the director of the Confe project. And we talked about sort of how she helps with asylum seekers. Um, her role for the couple of years that she's run the project. Um, uh, as well as, um, just sort of the, the, um, the issues that basically people get. Um, um, you know, cause she, she, she makes this, um, without spoiling too much, is she makes a very interesting comparison between her, who's Greek, coming into the country as a student yeah, versus somebody who goes through yeah. the application form saying, why is it wait, like 10 times tougher to apply? Because the assumption is that a lot of the people yeah. come here is like deliberate, but some of them don't have a choice when they go. It's just exactly. as long as where they escape where they go, they just, you know. Yeah, well, it was very powerful. Yeah. And it was funny because she was like saying, oh, I'm not sure I want to do this. And it was like she she talked for uh, But really then didn't we time. see afterwards on the way home? It's funny how the people who are reluctant to come on end up being yeah. really good. And it's like yeah, so we'll talk to so, so we'll play that. Uh, we'll come quickly back to end the show, and then yeah. we need to play that thing for Ramadan. So we'll be right back after this pre-record with Eleni from the Confey Project here on Mentally Sound on Space FM at Hipponyet FM. Hello, everybody. This is our final segment here at the uh, Comfrey Project live, <laughs> even though well, it's pre-recorded, but it's live in the sense of me and Ricky are here in the garden and um, talking to um, a whole bunch of people at the Comfrey Project. So huge thank you to who we've talked to so far that you would have heard uh, in the live show that we're just doing now. So um, I'm really delighted to say, though, um, the final person that we're getting to talk to is uh, the director of the Comfrey Project, um, Eleni. Am I saying that right? Yes, it's Eleni. Yes, I got it right. <laughs> uh, so it's Greek for Helen. Did you say that? Yes, it's a good okay. version of Helen. You learned right. something. See, we've yeah. learned so many things, Ricky. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for agreeing to talk to us. Thank you very um, much for coming. And thank you for the for being so hospitable. Because we were saying that to Catherine, that um, we felt very welcome. So we really mm-hmm. appreciate yeah, it. I'm glad. Thank um, you. So yeah. Um, so I guess um, being the, the, the first obvious question to ask you is that um, how long have you been involved in the Comfort Project? Um, um, not very very long, considering uh, how long the project has been going on for but it does feel like very long yeah. time <laughs> yeah for you uh, i started um in february 2018 okay yeah. um and uh, how, how did how did you get like sort of interested in this project in the first place like i guess how did you find out about it um, like hear about it well i used to work uh, for different charities um that support um ethnic minorities, refugees and asylum seekers previously, so okay. I was aware of the Comfrey Project um, and the work that they do in terms of mental health and um, um, recreational activities for my, um, ethnic minorities, in particular refugees and asylum seekers. Mm-hmm. Um, I had been to some uh, lovely events that they they organized um, because that's the thing one of the things that Comfrey Project is known for yes. the lovely multicultural events that are 
mm-hmm. plenty of music and food. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> uh, so which we've sampled or we've yeah. sampled while we've been here, which is very yeah. sweet of you. Um, I get. Um, I guess because um, you, you've touched on the word mental health there, mm-hmm. um, well the phrase mental health is so double two words, but because um, um, obviously we do a mental health show, I mean obviously we, yeah. we, 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 that, that's, that's a very big topic, subject yes, matter, because it, it covers all sorts of stuff, but one of the things I guess with you being the director and you said you've worked with some other people beforehand, is specifically um, what do you think the, the challenges are in general from just you helping people through these situations, being asylum seekers, coming to a different country, like um, what do you think the challenges challenges are that you've helped help them with? Well, uh, people with support obviously um, have had a lot of um, complicated um, mm-hmm. uh, issues that they've had to deal with, sometimes um, over a long a long period of time in their lives, um, depending on they, where they come from, what's their background. Um, for some of them, the issues have been throughout their lives, they've been persecuted f- due to their perhaps religion or mm-hmm. uh, race in, in the country where they come from. Um, so, um, yeah, that, in, that has also included in some cases um, torture and imprisonment. Um, so, yeah, there is for, for some people that we work with that, that element there, mm-hmm. so long-term abuse um, and trauma and then there is cases where people have escaped war, so mm-hmm. the, there is a, a different sort of type of trauma um, uh, involved in, in the sense that it's just something usually more sudden, and yeah. people have to flee and, and change their environment and live their whole lives in, in, in a way that you know they, they haven't managed to prepare mentally for yeah, absolutely, enough yeah. and often in that cases you will find that in those cases you will find that uh, the language problems are mm-hmm. are bigger which obviously contribute hugely in, mm-hmm. in how people uh, est- establish themselves in a the community and therefore you know how um, their, their mental health because of course if you if you are not feeling settled and yeah. um, part of a, co- of a of a the wider community you're, you're based in of course that does affect your confidence and yeah. you're mm-hmm. um, isolated. Infi- mm-hmm. Yes, you do mm-hmm. feel more isolated, and that obviously e- everything has an effect eventually on mental health uh, cumulatively. And of course, then there is the circumstances of people fleeing their country that can be very traumatic. Um, for some people, it has been a very long process um, coming to to this country um, of. Um, Possibly moving through different countries, uh, facing um, uh, a lot of dangers all along the way, um, a lot of uncertainty. Sometimes people would have been uh, unfortunately kidnapped in a particular country, mm-hmm. you will hear, and then they manage to escape, to move on on their journey. Sometimes they, they have been in, imprisoned on the way. So that process is also very traumatic in itself. And then finally, we come to in this country which um, for uh, for anyone moving from a different country uh, here I mean I can tell you that myself because I'm not from this country and I came uh, on my own free will to study so completely different circumstances but yep. even even in those circumstances you know you have to adapt to a new culture of language course, yeah. and um, uh, a whole lot of other other issues that make the, the process quite difficult um, and they do affect your confidence and your your mental health. However, in in those circumstances, that uh, asylum seekers obviously uh, come 
through it, it's much more difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, they very often, you know, um, it's, it's not a choice to, to land in the UK necessarily. Yeah. They, they, the, you, what you would hear most of the time is that there'd be some smuggling involved yeah. and they just will land wherever. It's sort of desperation versus that you, I mean, what you said there was powerful earlier about if it's not planned. I think that's yeah. a fascinating point mm-hmm. because, as you said, you just, your, your experience is that you, you plan to come here yes, for study, yes, whereas they were in a desperate situation. Some, mm-hmm. a lot of people end up in desperate situations and that the only, mm-hmm. the, the only thing they can do is come here. Yes, um, exactly. Which is a lot different, yeah. And I suppose when they come here, um, they themselves probably accept, expect that that's the end of their the troubles, but then they realize yeah. that there is, you know, there is a lot of, of challenges of that they have to face around uh, integrating. Some a lot of people we work with they will have faced um, um, abuse because of their race or their status or their religion. Yep. Um, Torture as well. Torture. Uh, I'm yeah. talking uh, torture, of course, but I'm talking about the the. the hate crime that they okay. actually yeah. face in this particular country mm-hmm. after they have landed yes. mm-hmm. um, so you I see. unfortunately you will find that a lot of these people have normalized that so yeah. um, a lot of people look very happy and satisfied and when you ask them how they find their life here they would they would be very ha- they would say they're very happy because they obviously compare it with what mm-hmm. dangers mm-hmm. they were in before yeah. but then when you mm. just ask a simple question have you ever experienced anybody um Shouting um, abusive words to you, discrimination, uh, or uh, another word, discrimination. They would be like, "Oh yeah, oh mm-hmm. yeah, of course." You know that mm. that to me was um, the first time that I encountered that that description from a group I was working for. for I was working, sorry, with for a while. Yeah. Um, they seemed very well um, integrated and happy, and then suddenly finding out that they were, they were experiencing. Uh, hate crime uh, pretty much on a daily basis yeah. but for them it was just the normality so they, it was mm. not even worth mentioning and, and I suppose that is something that obviously deeply affects you yeah. mm-hmm. but then you you just don't think that there's anything you can do about it or you just think um, I should just be satisfied with the fact that you know, I'm yeah. out of danger. Yeah. So, but it does it does okay. affect people very mm-hmm. much, especially mm-hmm. in terms of, like you said before, making people f- isolated from the community. And unless there is a project like like this or something similar near where they are, they might actually um, end up, uh, yeah, being very isolated and and also less integrated, yeah. which is a lot of times people who work with Arab are being accused of that they don't yeah. integrate well but it's also the response that they get obviously but as you know they don't know, get a choice if they don't get uh, the opportunity to do that then how yes, can exactly. they yeah. and obviously yeah. as you know uh, a lot of people are being placed in, in council housing where yeah. it usually um, in those uh, areas where they're placed you will find more of the um, I mean not always but you will find more, more of the racist yeah. element simply because of the difficulties that other people also find themselves in and it's just yes. where as mm. we know like where a lot of anger and frustration comes out uh, and tr- like othering mm. <laughs> yeah. our fellow human beings mm-hmm. uh, unfortunately mm-hmm. but then on, on, on top of that the, you know talking about the difficulties the challenges that people face yes. it's also the asylum process itself it's extremely challenging and yes. and, yeah. and um 
difficult and unfair, if I may say as well. Um, of course, yeah, we've, we've touched on this a little bit with um, another with, company yeah. we've talked to um, yeah, on our show. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah. Western um, refugees. Yeah, mm-hmm. speaking with a lot of professionals, including um, solicitors that mm-hmm. we've spoken with and explain us the process. It's really, there is not really a um, clear benchmark and um, against which people's applications are being assessed um, mm-hmm. so it's yeah it's it's really confusing and and also i think that the, the problem that we've we've noticed in our in our limited yeah. research into doing this with the show and, and communicating with people is that the what 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 we've experienced what, or what we've been told with people who know better than we do is that the the also the if they don't speak English, for example, or they come here in the circumstances you've described very eloquently, uh, that, they, that they they have to deal with the application and the, the process of, of, of applying for an asylum by themselves with no with no ability to ask anybody because they might not be able to speak English very well or you know or they're they're they're, they're very limited in what they can achieve in that cir- yeah. circumstance. So I, th- I think that's quite damaging. I can I ask well. you a little bit more about yourself? So you work with with uh, different groups before. <clears throat> and with with your knowledge and training, so within and around mental health, how much was that of that was crucial when you came over here and you learned to deal with people who are fresh from trauma, being traumatized, and that sort of thing. Um, I suppose the important thing that I have learned from my experiences is what people really need. These people that we support here um, is is a place where they can just um, feel it doesn't sound right I will say it with a bit of <laughs> qu- quote yeah, okay. quote quotation marks, quotation yeah. marks um, <laughs> um, normal yeah. mm-hmm. um, in the sense where they can be in a place where just what happened to them in the past and the everyday stresses doesn't define them yes. yeah. um, yeah. so they can they, you know I mean we, it's, it's like a family here and we often even have like little applications around, you know, where we can plant uh, tomatoes uh, <laughs> and, you know, who, who ate the strawberries or shouldn't have been eaten yet. Or, Wouldn't it be you great know? if all our arguments were just... I was going to say, yeah, them small stresses in life, yeah. that would be wonderful. But so you allow them to express themselves in different yes, ways they exactly. might not have been before, Absolutely, yeah. but it's just about you know having a space where we don't just define people about mm. uh, from sorry based on on the on just the problems mm-hmm. and you know their asylum applications that they might have to or have to fill in or mm. their um mm. housing situation there is not sorted but it's yeah. just a place where they can actually be people mm. among people and and do something um nice and creative and um and also although we encourage people to be active and be outdoors we all at the same time we don't put a lot of pressure on people because we allow we would like to allow people to to take um ownership of what's on offer here and just decide for themselves what is it on that particular day that they feel that they can engage with um and i suppose um personally as well i found how that volunteering, which in this country is a wonderful thing, um, it's not. It's not something that um, is very, uh, as a notion, as an, as an activity developed in a lot of other countries. I don't think a lot of people here realize. But volunteering is is an amazing way to to make to help people feel um, useful mm-hmm. and uh, confident, and meet other people, improve the language. So I think yeah. 
the fact that um, people come to the Comfrey project to volunteer, everybody here is called a volunteer, um, is just a big part of the healing process, actually, mm-hmm. uh, and big part of the integration process too, and yes. that's what we try to portray as well to the o- to the outside world, and especially when we have any events that we invite people, is come and see what people here have helped do for you and for the community. So we've got this wonderful garden here that we've been working very hard over the past three years to develop into a community garden and a community resource for everyone. Yes. Um, (laughs) (laughs) It's definitely, we're just proving it's outside. (laughs) (laughs) I think what what else you've you've really achieved, and and Uh I'm going back to Lucy's interview when she was in the studio, it's almost gone beyond as well because I think, Mm -hmm. do you remember Steve when Lucy said that she gets depressed when she's not here yeah. is that this place means more to her than she probably would have thought imaginable and not really yeah. allowed to express herself that yeah. even when she's away from the place yeah. that, that you know she, she gets a downturn but hence yes. hence the wonderfulness of what you, you've got around here I yes guess. I it's suppose the, the, the key words familiar I think mm. here uh, is just you know we the, the gardening the creative activities the cooking the you know that's all like a framework mm. What we're trying really to, to create is, is that atmosphere where people are welcome and understood. Without them having to share the story with anyone, they just know they're understood. Yeah. They know that um, and, and they're accepted, and and they just yeah they just have that ownership of of how they want to to take advantage of the place. And you know, um, yeah, I think everybody's being is respected as well for for what they are to try to help make sure people are listened to and just generally speaking especially because at the time where they come people come here they're usually at a, at a critical point in terms of especially their mental health yes mm-hmm. um this feels like an, a bit of an oasis mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. like a cooling place yeah. out of that sort of burning uh, yeah. sort of uh, angst uh, well, so we described it when we were here that I, we I, we were saying I guess a good summary for us is that because um, we said this to to Catherine uh, before um, is that it it feels like a, not to be not to make it sound like a depressing statement what I'm about to say here mm-hmm. but it fills you with hope here mm-hmm. which is really nice and I'm like yeah. I, I meditate to help with my uh-huh. um, yeah. disorder. And, you know, so I sort of, I do believe in sort of the spiritual yeah. side of things. Um, I'm not religious or anything, but I do, I do believe in like sort of humanism and, and yeah. being spiritual and yeah. that kind of yeah. thing. And it does have a nice sort yeah. of vibe here. Yeah. Um, and it, and we, as we, as we've touched on to Catherine, we've been to a number of different projects similar to this. And it just has, this does have an aura about it. Yeah. Um, a really good vibe. Yeah. Um, so I, I guess that's our compliment about it is it and just I feels think, very, you know, yeah. even before I joined this project, yes. even before I started working here, I felt that myself. You know, Great. you asked me before about what did I know about the Comfrey Project. And just that, the moment you think about Comfrey Project, you just think that lovely, you know, aura like you, you describe and just mm-hmm. a lot of positivity. Mm-hmm. And another thing I would like uh, as well to mention that's very important mm-hmm. for the people that we work here with is is the opportunity for them to see that um, how supportive the community actually yeah. is. Because it's not just about um, you know what usually is portrayed in a lot of the the mass media about um, you know about themselves, which they, they're aware of, and, and that makes them quite hesitant to inter- to interact with with um, the wider community as well. Mm-hmm. Um, 
here we, we have there's a lot of love that supports this project yeah. from the local community and when I'm talking Great. local actually I'm probably national because um there will be times where I will open the post box and there will be a parcel of with seeds from down south yeah. somewhere Great. or Great. um <laughs> a cookbook from uh, from Wales right uh, or even check from uh, London or something yeah. like that because just I think this just just that um, uh, you know appeal mm, yeah. people that the fact that we, we give that outlet to people mm. to, to refugees asylum and seekers to just be you know themselves yeah. and I think um, a lot of people understand the stresses that that these people face so they that's their way of, of wanting to show their support and people here they really feel that yeah and um, also a lot of people always want to come and volunteer here mm -hmm. or different organizations want to be involved mm -hmm. or do partnership together and you know obviously depending on our capacity we, we can take up those offers but it's just you know there's a lot of there's a lot of interest and a lot of care and uh, it's it's lovely for the people that we, we work with to see that mm. um, that it's n not everybody is you know like your neighbor who throws eggs at you for instance mm. or, yeah. or the person on the street that just mm. told you to go back home or, mm. you know actually the majority of people are really understanding and supportive mm. and, yeah. and that's another thing that I think for me um, with glee glee and joy I think that's a great summary is that I, I think the way to summarise because we need to wrap things yeah. up now is just to say um, the way that, that, that to paraphrase what you just said there because I mean obviously what you said there is very, very beautifully said but I think the real summary is to say that you don't like sort of dismiss where people come from or who they are, but you but but at the same time you give them the ability to kind of do things that they want to do. You know, there's no there's no like um, there's no restrictions here. There's no there's no expectation other than to be yourself. And I yeah. think that's that's the, the the best thing about this is that it, I, I, it feels like an inclusive club, not an exclusive club. Yeah. As in you're willing to well to yeah, yeah you're willing to yeah. welcome anybody in because as I say because we need it. This is you're the last person we're going to talk to today is I just say awesome Maria is that I mean, I'm sure I'll ask Ricky what he wants to say in a minute it's just we've done just thank you again for just making us feel very very welcome um, and thanks so much Eleni for talking to us and being so open and um, and, and continue success with the Comfrey project thank you so much thank you Great. Um, so yeah. So what we need to do is just wrap things up now, Ricky. Is to say, just okay. It feels like Jerry Springer. Your final thought. <laughs> um, well, you know, last time we came, uh, you automatically got the sense of just wow, like wow. Really, does does such a place exist in the middle of suburbia like this? And then we came here and was met Catherine. I think Elaine was on holiday then. Yeah, and we got right. the we got the um, the invite to come back, and so glad we did. And we got to see some of the people involved and finally meet Elaine because I know we've been emailing each other. Um, I just think fantastic. Um, more power to you, and good luck again. You're and welcome anytime. Yeah, and <laughs> please drop by the studio sometime. We'd love to chat to you again. Yes, maybe absolutely. anything else you want to plug? Just let us know, and we'll do it. Yeah, well, okay. I just wanted to say that um, we will have a, an event mm -hmm. uh, on the 19th of June mm -hmm. from 11 till 3. Um, it's our annual um, community event, full of music and food from around the yeah. world. Wow. Uh, it's uh, free for anyone to attend, and it's uh, as part of uh, Refugee Week, right. as well as Gateshead Volunteer Month, because mm -hmm. we want to uh, celebrate them. Hard work, yeah. our volunteers. Yeah. 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 I'm pleased you said that because I do. I, I know a little bit about.
about that. Yeah, it's a very. I mean, it's a bit like um, I, I made that argument about the benefit system as well. The same mm-hmm. that is in that you know, there's only I think it's Libya or something. There's the only other place that has ben- a benefit system other than us. And um, really? you know the uh, yeah, and, and the idea of um, the, 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 what I mean by that is the way that it's structured, um, and and the way that it like, basically um, helps a, a huge range of people who are basically you know obviously not working or unemployed, for example, or sick. Um, and you know the people who complain about the system not working, and you realise like, but you, the fact that we have a system is pretty amazing. And they, as you say with the volunteers, I think that was very well said. And just a final point on the cost of volunteering, because I think you know volunteers empowered me. I mean, we got we, we both went into this. Yes, we did. Business, I feel yeah. very much empowered, and also the projects I've been involved before. Mm-hmm. I think you're a magnificent advocate for volunteering this whole place so yeah I think the great summary is to say to some people if you're in the Gateshead area go to the Comfrey Project yeah absolutely there you go so right right, what we're going to do right now is just to say this is it for our pre-record here at the Comfrey Project and obviously as this is going to be a a podcast as well this is the end of the podcast version Uh, but what we're going to do right now is put us back to the studio with my my future selves uh, Ricky and Stephen um, Mm -hmm. to to end the uh, Thursday show so um, uh, over to them after we play some messages and a song so thanks guys so much for the coffee project. Sick of the same old radio sound? <sighs> then you need Vibrant Radio. Spice up your life. Spice FM, 98.8 FM. And we're not going to play a song. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> I tricked everyone. <laughs> you were, you were dancing there as well. I was, I was appearing up there. Um, I just thought I'd go into the, the, I, I thought I'd try and scare everyone and realise, like, oh, oh, Stephen, the, the, the past me told a lie. <laughs> I said I was going to play a song and I was lying. Um, but welcome back, everyone. That's a sequel to the new film, I heard. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's a plot to the new it, film. Yeah. yeah, it sounds like lyrics to a song, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. I, I was going to play a song and I didn't. Um, but, um, but no, welcome back to the live version here in the studio at, at Spice FM Studios. And uh, this is Mentally Sound. Obviously in, in, a, in a random uh, slot because this is our Mental Health Awareness Week. Well, this has been, I should say, because we're wrapping things up now. Our Mental Health Awareness Week uh, show special. Mm-hmm. Um, a huge thank you to our guests, everyone from the Comfrey Project, uh, which was um, Catherine, Catherine, Suzanne, yes. Eleni, Esther. Yes, go you and Sean. Sean, today, uh, who uh, was to, to promoting his uh, play Joey, and uh, and, Tracy. and Tracy, who was promoting Kill by My Debt, who which won a BAFTA, and something we never got to. She told me uh, when I was talking to her on the phone, waiting to come back on air, they run a they run a they rat they. They won a Royal Television Award apparently as well before, oh, um, yeah. before they uh, before they won a BAFTA, which yeah. I did not know. So, um, because I'm not someone who likes award <coughs> ceremonies, I find them a little bit to be bit bit bland. I did actually see it was on the TV, and if I'd have known, um, Killed by by My Debt was nominated, I, um, but I, I don't I don't rule them in those circles. Well, it was so. good. I wonder if the when you when you clicked on the BBC website to see if it's on. I wonder if it was on. They put it back online on the back of the the window. Well, it says it, uh, you can listen to it for two months, so, so it makes me think that by that being on, that they've only just put it up. Yeah. Um, because it usually says like a particular good. like slot. So good. Um, good. Uh, all right. Okay. Um, just got a message off Sandeep to restart the computer because yeah, we've um, had trouble um, having access to the internet, but our internet uh, our um, Twitter was working. So if you want to contact us, you can on the following uh, in the following ways. We are mentally sound on Facebook. We have a Facebook page there. We also mentally sound. What are we on Instagram? Mentally, mentally sound, sound radio. Mentally sound radio for for Instagram. Uh, we are at underscore mentally sound on Twitter, and we have a new email address that I am in the process of, of sorting out completely. But it's uh, mentally sound show 
at gmail.com because mentally sound at gmail was taken and mentally sound radio was taken uh mm-hmm. i have a sneaking suspicion that we probably did set up a gmail right at the beginning and we never yeah, used it so, so that's yeah. probably what's happened is we haven't deactivated whatever uh, mm-hmm. whatever account we made so mm-hmm. um so that's the show that's what the ones we're going to be using mentally sound show at gmail.com so if you want to email us um i think that's obviously you know good for if you are um uncertain about phoning into the show or or anything or or, or you don't think tweeting's appropriate or whatever you can take the time and send us an email um and obviously if you do send us any information you're obviously giving us permission to read it on air unless you tell us otherwise so if you don't want us to read so anything remain anonymous yes yeah. or remain anonymous or whatever please do yeah. tell us um if you do send us an email or anything because we do have a therapist that comes in every month and we will to like ask listeners to put yeah some questions uh, so the the next one is about anger yeah yeah yes yeah and um, the next the next uh so that's not the next show but the show after so yes. i think we're looking at four weeks is it yes three because we have weeks, a three yeah. week break uh an extra two weeks to wait for our next show so three weeks a yeah. little bit uh four weeks you're right yeah, yeah four, four weeks yeah yeah um so it's the first show so in first june. june yeah uh the first show in june is uh nikki who's our regular contributor <coughs> who um from back to balance who does uh a th- a th- who is a um, holistic therapist um our next subject is about anger so if you have any issues with anger or want to talk about the process of anger or how to deal with it better or um, what the sort of um, you know I guess chemical I think I'll, get, I think I'll get my family to put in questions <laughs> they've got you some, shut up yeah, they've got they've got things they I'm need so to get off I'm so angry at chat. Ricky right now <laughs> I was trying to do fake anger there and I really didn't I'm in good mood I was like really struggling yeah. I tried to like pretend I was really angry I was like why <laughs> that's the thing that's the thing that me and Haley see each other all the time which is hilarious um, and I go it was like if we say something like kind of cheeky or, or, or sort of silly we go why are um, like we're sort of Scrappy do or something. Yeah. God, I hated him. Uh, <laughs> it was Elmer Fudd, I think, wasn't it? Um, Bugs Money, Bugs Bunny. Yeah, yeah, but I always think, you know, when I, I'm, I, yes, that's, <laughs> the, that's that's what the reference is. But when we do that with our arms, you know, we go why out there. Like it yeah, always yeah. thinks me to, it always makes me think of Scrappy yeah. Doo when he used to go, let me at him, yeah. let me at him. And I used to go, I, 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 I would, I would like to let I him. I like Scrappy. Yeah. No, I don't know what I don't know what planet you're on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think you ruined it. For you're me. not the only one who says that. He was the he nephew. He, uh, he was the nephew nobody wanted, <laughs> and he ended up in Scooby. It actually says it in the titles. Or like, oh, he got. I'll put it this way: then. my youngest nephew is is probably the closest you can get to a human form of Scrappy. So that's why. Uh, that's why. I'm <laughs> well, we have it. a dog in our family uh, called Scrappy. My uh, Haiti sister has a dog called Scrappy. Okay. Um, and I, I like him a hell of a lot more. <laughs> we'll put it that way. Uh, uh, but yeah, so um, all these me to say is, uh, like we just touched on, there's going to be a Geek Apocalypse podcast with all of the Confrey project, including uh, the interview we did with Johnny uh, from Handcrafted, which we never got a chance to play on today's show. So that's an extra incentive to listen to the podcast version of the Confrey project that's going to be on my podcast, Geek Apocalypse. But Ricky's been up, Ricky's on the whole, uh, all the time on that anyway. Um, so, so we'll put that on there. Um, as uh, the, the podcast, uh, there's a few podcast. We're a few podcasts behind in our podcast directory, so I'm going to uh, try and solve that over the weekend at the latest. Um, it might even be Friday because I know I'm not. I'm not obviously because we're not on air tomorrow, so I've got an opportunity to do do some stuff then. So please do follow us on. Um, 
uh, on uh, iTunes. Uh, check out our listings there. We've got every show we've ever done for the last four years on there. So um, as you'll find when we, we, we have conversations on this show, we often find ourselves going, oh, yeah, we talked about that on the show. Um, so as we've touched on even a few things, like when we talked to the guy from Martin Lewis's uh, place, for example. So um, gambling's been a constant theme uh, in a lot of the shows that we've done. So we encourage you to listen to all the shows that we've done before. But all um, we wrap up by saying this has been our Mental Health Awareness Week. Obviously, we haven't said this yet, but one of the things I know that that some organisations are talking about is actually changing it from awareness to um, something else. Um, I know you did this for Mental Health News once. Basically, we don't think it's about awareness now. It's about what to do with mental health because awareness is kind of... I think you're referring to, I think it was the the Alzheimer's Association, which are based in the same buildings as here. Mm -hmm. And and they've they've dropped the word awareness because they now, now prefer to use the word action, which makes sense. Yeah. But yeah, it's a, it's a good point you raised, so I'm wondering whether we would get more of an action uh, hashtag um, rather than... Well, anyway, we hope that for our show, because we've got to wrap things up now, because we've got to play the um, the, the thing for Ramadan, mm-hmm. so um, is it Ramadan? Did I get that correct? I believe it's for that. Um, but it's basically like some sort of some sort of prayer because it's a multicultural station that's had to play this before uh, before half um, six. So we better go. Um, but all these made to say is a huge thank you. So as we touched on, Eleni, Catherine, Suzanne, and, Est- and Esther from the Comfrey Project. Thanks once again for their hospitality on Tuesday. We had a really great time. We were there for three hours, and it was just one of the nicest places. Obviously, even the Gateshead area. Check it out. Uh, Sean Byrne, who is uh, um, talked about his play Joy, which is playing at the Queen's Hall Art Centre in Hexham on Thursday the sixth of June. Pulsefeld Ipswich Friday the 7th of June Ark in Stockton Wednesday the 12th of June and Northern Stage from the 13th uh, to the 15th of June tickets are around £10 apart from the Ark gig which is pay what you want um, and to Tracy obviously huge congratulations again from mm-hmm. Killed by My Debt currently as far as we know it's currently on uh, iTunes um, not iTunes um, iPlayer um, and on the BBC well it was BBC website I found it on so one assumes it's on iPlayer so if you haven't seen that do check that out so huge thank you to her and huge thank you to everyone listening for this special that um, we'll be back on air hope you all got home safe yeah, <laughs> yes exactly yeah. <laughs> rush um, out hope, rush hope, audience yeah, yeah. Hope, we hope you're over your road rage um, <laughs> not, not, hopefully not over this show it was something to do with the road um, but a huge thank you to everyone who's listened to this. We are back on air two weeks tomorrow for our next show, which is going to be uh, the 31st of May. Uh, that's our last show of May, and then we're back on in June. But to play us out, obviously we usually play a song, but we're going to respect uh, what's been asked of us as we're going to play um, uh, the, the the prayer thing for Ramadan because there's a multicultural station. So all I to say is thanks so much for tuning in to Mentally Sound, and we'll see you in two weeks' time on the 31st Bye. of May for our regular show. Thanks, guys. Mm-hmm. Enjoy the rest of the week.